1: Guardians and welcome to the Destiny Show Podcast. We're live tonight for an amazing episode with an incredible guest on the show. This week on the podcast, we welcome a very special guardian. He is one of the hardest working creators in our community. He's a hunter main, he is a Templar killing machine, and he is a YouTuber with nearly 70,000 guardians strong. In fact, it's probably like 15 away at this point from reaching 70,000. Tonight is going to be a very special night. Tonight, we welcome the amazing scarrow 9 on the Destiny Show podcast. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight, my friend.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: Yes, it, dude, it's such an honor to have you on the show. We're so excited. We're, we have so much to talk about tonight. Tonight on the podcast, we're going to put Scaro 9 on the hot seat for our discussion with the Guardians. We'll talk about the state of Iron Banner. We're going to talk about VOG Challenges, and we're going to dive into the latest news from Bungie. And we also have my man, Shadow Price. He is here tonight. Shadow Price, how's it going?
0: What's up? Going pretty good. Um, it's, you know, we're we're getting ready to swing into E3, basically. You know, it's like the calm before the storm. We have the uh, Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest today. All you Elden Ring nuts, you got your got your bone today. Like everybody who who's been waiting for that game, you you got your reveal and everything. So um I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for gaming. Like we're we're about to like you know, we're having all the other, you know, Microsoft and Nintendo going next week for E3. I'm just happy to have E3 back and I'm happy to have like some sort of normalcy you know back too. So just pretty excited overall. And and for Destiny too,
1: of course. Yeah, we have we have a lot of stuff coming. We have so many rumors going on right now from Nintendo, from the reveals that we're getting. We had the Summer Games Fest kickoff today. Did you see Rings?
0: Did you also see that there's a director's cut for Death Stranding for the PS5? Yeah, Yeah, that's that's gonna be exciting. And it should be in sixty frames because I it should be, like so. Let's hope for that. <laughs> I think it's going
1: to be in sixty. Um, uh, it has to be, right? um If not more, if not even higher than that, we might even get higher frame rates on PC, right? I mean, it, well, it's, no, it's it's, it's a, it's a
0: PS5 director's cut. It's but it's, is it only exclusive to PS5 or
1: will it also be uh, available on PC?
0: Right now, it's exclusive to PS5. Okay,
1: so probably yeah. later date, probably within six months, we'll probably see it on pc hopefully because i did pick up the game on pc um but yeah it's gonna be really fun to play that and of course we saw elder ring did you both get a chance to catch any of summer games fest that jeff Keeley put on
2: i saw uh the the kind of twitter cliff notes of it pretty pretty exciting stuff lots of new games and, and things yeah it, it looks pretty good i'm excited to see more from uh, especially uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland, I think is going to
0: be yeah. yeah right up my yeah, alley. I saw so that, and you
1: know, I'm a, I'm a pretty big Borderlands fan, so I'm I'm excited to see
0: one of the that more popular does. characters too from
1: the franchise. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, if they just make it like Tiny Tina's uh, Assault on Dragon Keep, but just like bigger, I'm here for it. That's all they I need. Mean,
1: and it's not even a DLC; it's a whole game. It's so a whole game. Yep. Whole game. Yeah. It's going to be gets,
0: pretty exciting. Gets her no, whole dude, game.
1: Yeah. We know when that's coming out. It said date.
0: sometime did it say twenty twenty two or is it this year? Uh no idea. Surely
2: for a gearbox game, they would have more than a couple months to hype it though.
0: Yeah. Um, it 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 may come out this year, but you know, it wouldn't surprise me if it was maybe early next year or something like that.
2: Yeah, it's it did uh Birch did confirm that the game will launch in early twenty twenty two. There you okay.
0: go. Okay, yep. There Pretty excited for
2: it. I can't wait to see some, uh, like actual gameplay. Uh, and then maybe some, I would love to get some insight. Borderlands, uh, Randy Pitchford and gearbox doesn't really do this, but I would love to get some insight on what they learned, what they're hoping to, you know, change and a, a more bungee approach to the, the changes of the game, I think would be really nice, but you know, might be a pipe dream.
0: Who knows? They, they got some big actors, I think for yeah. it too, that they revealed today. Um, I, i'm blanking on the names right now but um they did get some pretty big uh uh big celebrities though to do some voices i think in the game so yeah
2: pretty excited about it let's 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 hope (laughs) it's it's
1: gonna be interesting so guardians you know tonight we're here for the amazing scarrow nine scarrow we're gonna put you on the hot seat tonight for our discussion with the guardians we're gonna get to know you like never before so i hope you're ready
2: Oh, I think so.
1: All right, so let's do this. So, how did you get started as a YouTuber? You've been doing this for over three years now.
2: Oh, it's been longer than that. It's been uh, I started right before taking kinks. So, what is that like? Too many years ago, I think.
0: Well, oh, it's like six years. Yeah,
2: wow. I, uh, I almost, essentially almost years, yeah. yeah. Throughout high school, didn't really uh, have internet, and uh, you know, I. What we did have was like a hotspot, so I I could never like do content creation, but I I was able to sometimes watch content creators and and stuff like that. Streaming wasn't really that big back then. Um, and just throughout high school, I was kind of I played a lot of zombies, and I I would just just wanted to be the the creators, you know, because I played a lot of offline video games and and that sort of thing. And then the summer before I went to college, um, just vibing at home we actually ended up getting internet. We, My parents paid for the internet lines to be put into our neighborhood. And uh, so I actually got internet and then I was talking about it and I was, uh, one thing led to another and essentially my now wife at the time, girlfriend, um, pretty much dared me. She was like, you've always talked about this, just do it. And uh, just put up a video and then another one and then uh, did videos for a couple of years. And then when I, when we got our own apartment, in sophomore year of college, then I started streaming, and then uh, here we are. Then it feels like yesterday.
1: That's amazing. And you brought up zombies. Yeah, uh, we are actually pretty big zombies fans too. Oh, there you go. What is your favorite zombies game?
2: Oh, oof. so I mean, it obviously goes between Black Ops Two and Black Ops Three. I think are the two communities' favorites. I think I'm a I'm a Black Ops Three guy, but by a very very narrow margin. Um, oh
1: man, see, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm a Black Ops, Ops 2. 2 guy. Oh, there I you go. Did yep. put in like, oh man, like thousands of hours. And Transit, so I mean, don't get me wrong, I've, done, I've, done, Jam. I, I've mm-hmm.
2: done all of, well, okay, I can't forgive that, but I've done all of the Easter eggs, you know, across all of the games, um, not including Buried. Black Ops Buried, Buried, unfortunately. Buried, too. Buried, Dude, yeah. Buried and Origins, of, of course, and Mob of the Dead and off of Black Ops 2. Oh, yeah. Amazing.
0: Really like, like, diarized. diarized. Uh, transit it was basic but it was just fun because it was was kind of you know with the bus it took you to different locations and things like that it was just right it was kind of cool
2: my uh my baby my map though is shadows of evil i can't the the easter egg is perfect the gameplay mechanics are perfect it's you know set its own little pocket universe uh the graphics i actually have the comic con exclusive poster like it's like right behind my setup so that's like the first thing i see uh, pretty much every day, like when I walk into my office and I, I sit down, um, uh, and, and that sort of thing. Like I love Shadows of Evil so much. So
1: there yeah. you go. I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Black Ops Two Zombies. We've played oh man, so so much. I think That's the maximum wh- yeah. we got to like level forty or forty five, something really crazy. Like we we were playing for hours, and we we had like a whole system. We would pack a punch our weapon put it in the fridge and then we just go back get our like <laughs> just go us hammer
0: farm at the bottom of the uh of yeah of the uh, town where the yes. oh, was yeah
1: <laughs> that was fun those were some fun times i really hope that uh, call of duty brings back these maps remastered with the playstation 5 being out
0: they did have something in the uh the games fest today there is a free update like that they're bringing to Warzone. And I believe uh, the zombies mode yeah. too. It's oh, free, wow. and that's pretty cool. So, yeah, we see, might uh, have
2: to check that out. The new zombies are. It's uh, the thing. Like I've done the Easter egg for the two existing maps. I haven't played any of the. What's the? Is it outbreak? Like the huge map? Um, is that what it's called? The new zombies mode. I think so. I I haven't played. Yeah, I haven't. So I haven't played. I haven't played any of that. I've played the actual maps that they've released. I've done all the Easter eggs actually on stream. Like. It's good and it plays really well and I I will continue to play the actual maps that they put out but there's just it, it doesn't I don't know like with the the advanced movement and I think the thing that really loses it for me is like the lack of like distinct operators like I mean the OG premise team and um all, you know all all of the teams they're like classics they they you know Takio, Nikolai, Rick and Dempsey like they add so much to the game And I feel like you lose a lot of that when you just put like random voice actors in there, and so I just don't connect with the new stuff quite as much. Even though the gameplay feels really good, Um, it just doesn't doesn't really do it as much for me. So,
0: yeah. What about the uh, what about the weapons? The wonder weapons, like are there wonder weapons in that? Because we never got that far. Yeah, yeah. So
2: they're. yeah they're not as fantastical uh so in the first map there is a it's pretty much the transit wonder weapon um but it's the jet
0: the jet jet engine thing yeah
2: it's it's very similar to that except there uh you suck zombies in and then you can you like absorb their essence then you can do like a mega blast it doesn't break like it did in transit and then there's like four elemental upgrades for it um and then in the second map there is essentially the fourth version of the ray gun it's called the ray k so it's an ak-47 that shoots lasers but it also has the thing like in um garod krovi where it has like an alternate firing mode where you shoot it and then if you switch back and shoot the ball it shoots it makes like a black hole so it's pretty much like an ak-47 mixed with the ray guns mark three and that's it's they're pretty good but it's like it it doesn't have like i mean it's no like scavenger or um the wave gun from moon you know like these things used to be so like over the top and just absolutely ridiculous and uh Mm -hmm. yeah i mean yeah
1: you know i know we're a destiny podcast and this is a question from aqua the great 28 thank you so much for your question what got you into destiny and what has continued this passion of playing the game
2: yeah so um it was actually a friend of mine really good friend of mine um he uh told me about this the you know destiny one day we were uh playing we used to play borderlands all the time in zombies actually and so um because i didn't have internet i would like go over to his house and spend the night like almost every weekend and we'd have like we'd land together our xboxes and play borderlands and and call of duty zombies and stuff and uh we started getting really into the looter shooter aspect of borderlands 2 um taking on raid bosses and and stuff like that and uh he was telling me about destiny and he's like i was never a big halo guy growing up um like i i knew about them but it wasn't really uh, nothing that was introduced in my childhood and i haven't played them until more recently and he was like, there's this company that used to make Halo. They're making a Borderlands, and it looks even better. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll check it out. Um, and I've told this story before, uh, but I actually, we were at GameStop, and I pre-ordered it. Uh, and then we, I was, like, walking out of the store, and I told my friend, you know, I texted him, and he's like, you have to have internet to play this game. And I had no idea. And so I actually returned the pre-order because I couldn't play it at the time. And it wasn't until... Um, Uh, right after house of wolves came out that i finally got internet and i was able to rebuy the game Uh, but it was yeah just word of mouth and pure passion from uh, a friend i'm lucky to have so
1: that's that's pretty cool and you know it's funny because we kind of have a similar story with how we started playing destiny because i mean me and shadow price were playing this game from the very beginning and we started playing it right when the game came out although i didn't get mine until about a week after launch thanks to uh i believe kmart was where i bought it and they just yeah, didn't we, get we both
0: got it from kmart though but the only difference was i got my copy on time oh so you got your copy on time i <laughs> yeah. had to wait a week so only this man's already done ball to glass by the time you got <laughs> the no, character, I, character stream I, I i waited i actually waited, I waited oh my and- goodness you're a better friend than my friend I waited for him to get his. We continued to play Call of Duty Ghosts until he got his copy.
2: Actually, it's the other way around. You're a better friend than I am to my friend because we started, when I got Destiny, we started together because he didn't start playing because I didn't get it. And so when I finally was able to play, we started it and we we (laughs) created characters and stuff. But he had to work the next day and I didn't. And I just kept playing all night. And so by the time (laughs) he got home the next day, I was like max level and he was way under off he's like dude you're supposed to wait for me and i was like but it's so good that's yeah. really funny
0: but then I'm like i'll just help you grind though so you know
1: <laughs> it's yeah. all good right. i'll carry you don't worry we're, we're gonna get through that raid i already have all the good weapons and we'll just we'll just do it
2: <laughs> it's uh it's really funny because he doesn't even i mean he he's very on and off with the game i don't even think he plays it anymore but it's uh It's weird because I, I, you know, I wouldn't be where I am in life without, you know, uh, this whole YouTube thing uh, and the path it set me on. And uh, it's all because of a guy that doesn't even play the game. (laughs) So I think that's always really interesting.
1: That's pretty awesome. And, you know, you've been playing Destiny for quite some time now. Yep. Have you ever lost your passion for it? Have you ever just kind of fell off the game?
2: no i don't think so and i think that's something i should talk about with my therapist or something because it might be a sign of addiction i'm not really sure but i uh it's it's weird dude like I'll, I'll there'll, there'll be weeks where i'm like eh, you know maybe i won't log on every day but there's there's always something you know it's uh and it's just kind of person type of person i am like with every game i've played i've always been like a hundred percenter but with Destiny, it's different. You know, this isn't Call of Duty Zombies where you can do every side Easter egg and there's nothing else. This is there's always something else. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and uh, I I can definitely agree with that. I think you know, for me, I've taken breaks from the game for maybe like a few days to a week, but I always came back to it. I I tried to play a different game. It just isn't the same. Yeah. Like, that's why I can't really go back to Call of Duty, because I feel like if I'm playing a shooter, I feel like I have to play Destiny because that's just bread and butter. That's where home is, right? That's where I have all my weapons. And I I feel like I almost don't have the time or the energy to get into another game that has so much depth like
0: Destiny does, like Warzone, for example. Are you guys a little bit intrigued about Battlefield 2042? So
2: So I I have never really played a battlefield game, maybe uh, one match here or there, but I I don't really know much about it. And uh, that scene in the trailer where the guy just like jumps out of a fighter jet and like rocket launchers the other one. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm I'm playing this game. (laughs) So I guess I'm going to be looking at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think that battlefield it looks interesting but here's my thing about it we didn't actually see any gameplay so for me it's like everybody was getting all hyped about something that was it's just a video
0: the gameplay reveal is going to be at xbox it's not actual gameplay that's good it's going to be on june 13th and it'll probably be at xbox's conference
1: now i i think for me what Makes me a little bit less excited about the Battlefield game, besides the fact that I'm just a Destiny guy. I, I like to play Destiny. That's my, that's the game that I play. But every Battlefield game that I've seen before, it would like, one, I don't really have friends who play it. I don't think it has a sustained community that's as big as Destiny. But also, the game just drops in price to like five or ten dollars within like six months. So I feel yeah. like, do I want to spend $7 on this game? Is it something that I really want to play that much when I can just keep playing Destiny? And again, Destiny is just, you know, that's my game. So I don't know if I'm going to get Battlefield right away, but at some point I'll definitely check it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, those games always, you know, they go on sale at some point, just like you said. Uh, so, and it doesn't even have a campaign either. You know so. what? I bet I bet you that. Xbox
1: Game Pass will probably add Battlefield into their lineup at some point.
0: At some point, I could see that. Yeah, because of the EA Play um, initiative that yeah. they have a Game Pass uh, Xbox has with EA.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. So, Scarrow Nine, how did you come up with your name?
2: Oh, that's a fun one. Uh, so... Uh, I first came up with the name Scarrow for RuneScape, and I was uh, very, very young, probably between the age of 9 to 12, I think. And at the time, I was a fan of uh, TV show Doctor Who. I would always watch it with my dad. And the main bad guys from that, the Daleks, are from a planet called Scarrow. And being really young, I was like, dude, that's dope, and then I spelt it wrong. And so that's how I got Scarrow, and it's not copyright infringing. And then it was originally Scarrow 97, but I lost the password to my original RuneScape account and I had to make another one. Oh, and, no. Uh, so there's Scarrow 9. I just dropped the seven, you know. And so uh, it is it's really weird to think that a simple mistake when I was super young based off of a misspelling from my favorite TV show at the time uh, has become, you know, say uh, i mean uh, a brand for lack of a better term but something that so many people are now aware of and like people don't know that's how i got it <laughs> it's just it's uh it's always kind of when i think about that when i reflect on that it's always really funny because it's a, uh, in hindsight it's a really dumb
0: name <laughs> but it works whatever what, so. what kind of game was runescape
2: uh runescape is uh like a classic classic mmo uh but it's on okay. you know pc only very uh it's like a point and click mmo type of deal uh, okay very grindy you have skill trees and stuff i i i would compare it to world of warcraft but i've actually never played so i don't know if that's a good comparison
0: i was um, thinking wow actually you know when you when you say mmo and i'm guessing it's very build heavy you know there's like uh well actually
2: not really you have uh it is no more it is well i at the time i haven't played runescape in in 10 years um but at the time it was no more i would even say even less build heavy than like destiny one like i don't remember a lot of stats i think it's just armor that is like it's like minecraft build heavy like that like you have armor and weapons of certain tiers that do certain damages i don't remember enchantments or anything like i don't i don't believe that was a thing i could be wrong um but it's very uh yeah, I, it was just a just like a super basic point and click MMO type of deal. So,
0: gotcha. Something that Bungie would have made b- before Halo, probably <laughs> when they made yeah. the
2: game. yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's how uh, the name Scarrow Nine existed, and uh, a silly mistake. And now it is uh, something. It's now a resume builder, I guess. So <laughs> there we go.
1: I think it's very cool how you know you stuck with the name after all these years from you know just coming up with a name at a very young age i think that's that's pretty awesome
2: it, I, it is it is cool that it's like you know at least it has some meaning but it's also like a reflection of like something like a like a mistake i guess so
1: <laughs> so scarrow nine you've been on youtube for six years now who inspired you as a content creator along your journey
2: oh like literally everyone um that's a tough question uh so i guess the most important people would be um who inspired me and i'm gonna assume the question is like as a content creator so which content creators inspired me like before i started um that would be like all the og zombie youtubers like huge fans of like uh mr t lexify jc backfire noah J like uh Mr. Dalek JD Raffle waffles like all these these monumental creators at the time uh or I guess now at the time they probably weren't that big cuz YouTube was a smaller platform but um like all of those guys the syndicate project like all of the the original zombie YouTubers and that that like I said like that's like really when my entire that's when I was like I want to do that um but then like as I started playing you know Destiny um Someone who doesn't really post Destiny videos anymore, rex Gaming. He used to be a really big. Oh, Arrex! Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, Same. yeah.
2: He was. uh He was actually. um I got to meet him at the Destiny Two reveal event. And he had a lot of tips for me and stuff. He's he's always been incredibly nice to me when he had no reason to do so. Like, fantastic he guy. Just
0: a nice dude overall. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just every, very, very nice and kind. Every video I've seen, every kind of live stream he's been in, he just, yeah, he's just nice yeah, super
2: yeah, super stand up guy. Um. And then, like, at that point, the reason I knew him was because of the Borderlands creators I watched. So Githali and Baru, Mac, Morning After Kill, like, these guys, uh, for a while, Jolt 6, like, they were, like, you know, I'd wake up every morning, I'd go to school, and I'd be, like, between periods, like, watching their videos, um, and like they they were very formative. And then when it switched over to Destiny, uh obviously Gathalion continued to be like a huge giant. Uh but every all the early ones, um Dado, uh, there, I mean uh more console uh was very instrumental. Like, you know, just all of the everyone that I could see hustling, uh is hustling's a bad term, but like working really hard. Um and what I what i always try to do is see like what works for someone and and really try to understand why it works for someone you know people yeah it's very common you hear people say like don't look at your numbers don't look at these don't look at that and i i actually can't disagree with that sentiment
1: and there are so many great content creators in this community i mean you have datto life with with everything they're doing i mean
2: it's yeah i mean destiny it's really crazy like i don't know I'm not really like in- involved with many other communities or any other communities now, um, but even when I was like you know very religiously watching, you know, Call of Duty Zombies videos or or uh, Borderlands videos, I never remember a community like that's this just jammed, packed, full of it, just pure talent. You know, it's crazy. I, there are so many. Everything that can be done for Destiny, there's someone that specializes in it, and they do it really well in an entertaining way, and I love that.
1: Yeah, and there's there's so much diversity. There's artists in the community. There's people who are doing awesome stuff on TikTok. We just had D Flawless on the podcast. Amazing, amazing dude. We have Reb, who's crazy good in the crucible. Great artist just so much talent in this community that it's so inspiring i mean just the other day i put out a post to like ask for any smaller creators that might want to get on the show dude it blew up i had 200 people how does that happen like it's insane there is so much so much passion in this community and it's it's great and i don't think there's anything like that in any other game it's it's destiny it's amazing
2: it's i it is it is really and you know i i think that in itself to to go back to the question is inspiring right like it's everyone has their kind of niche where they fit in where do i fit in type of thing it's a i mean it's very it's i mean it's weird but it helps you learn a lot about yourself like when you make different kinds of content you see content that people are making and you're like why do i like this why don't i like that and uh it's pretty cool i don't know
1: so the next question that we have for you and this is a question that comes from pather zero one one from twitter thank you for your question how do you balance school slash work and game time i know you do chemistry a lot and balancing that with completionist mindsets for the game can't be easy does your clan help you with that or do you manage your time very well
2: yeah so that's a question um So I guess for some backstory, I, uh, for everyone listening now or in the future or whatever. So I, I am currently working on a PhD in polymer chemistry and I do, uh, so that's one aspect of my life that I have to balance. And then I, you know, do everything in destiny that I can, uh, content creation. That's the second. And then I am married as well. So I, I have these kind of the three main pillars of like my existence, (laughs) um, all deserve uh to differing degrees but I'll, I'll get a lot of my time and so there is a lot of uh time management that has to go on and i guess to his question does your clan help you uh ish i mean it's really uh the reason i'm in completionist and was in rough before this and uh the reason i i always like entwine myself with such high skill players um is not necessarily because they quote unquote help me but it's because it's like oh i need i need to get this done I have a group of very competent players who can help me knock this out in the most time-efficient way as possible. Um, so that's that's really that. Um, also, my wife is incredibly understanding. She, you know, she's been here the entire time. She drew, like I said, she drove me to start YouTube in the first place. And uh, even when there are nights or weeks when I spend entirely too much on, on time on the game because, like, of a, a release or something, she's always incredibly understanding and even like helps me. You know, like brings me lunch or whatever. Um, So she's entirely too nice to me. And then also uh, what I do not recommend, but a a very much lack of sleep that I need to get better at. And I've been saying that for years, but I do need to get better at that. Um, But it's really set yourself, or I set myself like a very strict schedule. And then uh, it's just try to fit everything in between, you know, everything. Uh, So that's kind of that.
1: man you're you're totally preaching on the lack of sleep part and i feel like as a destiny fan it tends to happen more often than not because there's just so much to do in the game and if you really play the game you probably have three characters if you have three characters that's a lot of grinding to do in a week yep so i definitely can totally understand where the lack of sleep comes from but yeah that balance is so so important and i've been trying to get more sleep myself. I actually um, started using an Apple watch about a year and a half ago to try to help me with that, to be more conscious of my sleep as well. That seems to be an important thing as well.
2: There you go. Maybe when I graduate, I'll try that out. That's what I keep telling myself. I'll I'll eat healthier. I'll get more sleep and that sort of stuff when I finish grad school. It's too stressful to add more stuff in now. But then I know I'll come up with like another excuse when I'm done as well. So we'll see. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so we have another question from Pather 11 one one he's been following you for over a year now and he wants to know what you think is holding you back from reaching a bigger audience online he thinks your stuff is really good and he's baffled as to why you haven't had a big breakthrough
2: uh i mean i think that just comes down to a couple of things luck um and then there are i mean luck's a big part of it especially on youtube uh you know streaming and doing videos on youtube um i'm very consistently hitting like the maximum number of notifications i can send out a day and so it's uh it comes down to hey does this video do well enough in the first 10 minutes for youtube to warrant pushing it out to the recommended page or whatever um, but a lot of that does come down to that limited amount of time. So like my most popular videos by far are like ranking videos, like ranking every exotic top 10, this blah, blah, blah. but those, especially the ranking every exotic videos, like, uh, the last one I did, I think it's like 70 exotics. It was right before beyond light. Um, probably took, I, I calculated it out. I believe is, uh, around 150 to 200 hours total. I mean, cause you have to get good footage for every exotic. You have to sit through and and really think about why where you're ranking them in order, right, because I don't do like tier lists, I do like one to seventy like I rank them in order, and so I have to do that justify it to myself um write a uh, I do most of my videos like off the cuff, but i I have uh like with those like a little tagline to guide me and collect my thoughts because there's no way you're remembering what you think about seventy weapons, right um and so like if i if i had the time and i really wanted the channel to be like absurdly big i would just make one of those every season but i just don't have the time um and so it's like it's stuff like that like it's and also interest like that's not fun making those videos is not fun so it's like i would i rather do that or go do something stupid like solo templar that doesn't get as many views but i actually have fun and it's not 200 hours of me just doing the most monotonous work in the world so i think it's it's very much uh the I mean the reason my channel's not bigger I think it's uh a I have a personality that is very um uh I don't want to say vibrant that makes me sound bad but like I I'm very I'm very loud I make jokes uh I'm not afraid to cuss and and that sort of stuff so I'm not I wouldn't call myself crude but not everyone likes a, a, such an upfront personality a lot of people like more chill personalities which is perfectly fine uh and then i focus on content that i like to make uh even if i know it's not going to be as popular uh and then time and the youtube algorithm yeah, aren't yeah i was just about to
0: say the <laughs> algorithm it's you're yep. always go, you're always going against the algorithm on youtube yeah, and every
2: time and it's always like it mm-hmm. always helps you out on videos where it's like why'd you recommend that one I'm like come on why is that one my big video i i did it's that's what's always like really kind of and made yeah. me sad is like it's always the videos i feel like that don't deserve it that do the do the best and it's like
1: damn. now you mentioned a popular video of yours uh for ranking all 70 exotic weapons and you mentioned 200 hours did it take you 200 hours to produce that one video yeah
2: yeah so so yeah uh so i do about one of those videos every year um So it was around, uh, I I sat down on stream one time and because I took notes and I, right after it was done and I I read through the time that took me for everything. But um, essentially you got to think like, I when I do these rankings, I don't just like talk. I like, I have gameplay, good gameplay, like just super high quality gameplay for every single weapon playing. So on average, um, especially the PVP ones, about an hour per gun to get a good clip. Um, and then I go through those clips because I record with Shadow Play, so it's like 10 minute clips. And then I'll I'll find a couple of clips that I like, trim them down so you know there's more time because I have to do that for 70 guns. And then like I said, I have to sit and rank them analytically or like based on my opinion, uh, factoring both PVE and PvP together in to make that list. So this is hours and hours of me sitting in front of a spreadsheet, going, oh no, I think Cerberus one is better than Deathbringer and then being like well but why do i think that and then like switching it like back and forth um, typing up like a little thing then i record the audio which is you know an hour to 2 hours in itself edit that edit the video which is another 10 hours or whatever uh work on a thumbnail work on the tags get everything hyped up so i think the last one was around 150 hours Uh, conservatively time spent on actually yeah like getting the footage and manufacturing that video which is why every time someone's like when are you doing another one i'm like hell if i know maybe next year (laughs) because i don't want to do that again that's that's so crazy that it takes you
1: 200 hours to produce a video it's just insane to me that it would take that much time now do you record all of your gameplay stuff or do you have anyone helping you with that
2: oh no it's all me i do what um, that's the, insane yeah the only exception uh one time i had someone get me wave splitter gameplay because i was on xbox and it was ps exclusive but that is i i get all my own footage i don't i can't think of a, a other instance other than that that anyone's done anything like that for my channel like i'm, I'm very hands-on it's all me i i record i edit that sort of stuff
0: yeah i can that's see that man. taking that long i mean like you said you spend like one hour with each weapon you know conservatively like one hour i
2: mean there are some weapons where it's like yeah. you know they'll people will be like you know so usually how i approach it is like i'll pick a weapon and i'll be like uh drain or uh stern rather and uh you know i'll think and i'll be like all right this is a, primarily a pvp gun and then i'm like damn am i allowed to cuss is that okay
0: yeah absolutely okay okay,
2: okay. and i'm like damn now i gotta go get some crucible gameplay because and so, um, so like I'll, I'll go into the crucible and I'll just just ram my head into a wall <laughs> until I get like a four piece with it, and I'm like, all right, that's it, that's the clip. It's always then, sweaty
0: right now, right? Like, isn't crucible like always sweaty now? Yeah, yeah, especially going?
2: on PC. So that was the that was the other yeah. hard thing with the um, with that one, but especially the one that I did right before Shadowkeep. Uh, I had just switched to PC, and so like getting a good clip with weapons when you're learning a platform impossible not possible at all and so uh I I could just put any random gameplay in it uh but I just like I just I feel like I owe it to people and I know I can do better than that to just not do that you know so yeah yeah
0: you like to have some authentic footage footage yeah well uh, well well, I don't know
2: cuz <laughs> authentic footage for me would not be that. <laughs> it would be it would be, you know, uh I I like PVP. I I consider myself slightly better than average, you know, if if uh like I'd say like on my best days I'm a 1. 1.5, 1. 1.6 somewhere in there. Um respect. authentic game but no, I go for like I'm hitting clips, you know. Like if it, if this doesn't make someone say wow, I don't want. It. And it's yeah. uh it's just I don't know it's a problem but it is it is it's also why I make one of these videos a year because it's just so much time and I don't have that much time to sink into it. So I mean these these videos take months. So um and yeah, they I don't know. People love them. I every stream at least once. Scare when's the next ranking video. It's like, well, <laughs> who
0: knows. Especially when you're a one-man show cuz you have to do all the editing and Yeah. Do, 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 do. All that. And it's
2: like so. there's always something I'd rather be doing. Like it's not the first couple maybe I enjoyed and but now it's just like it's just grueling. It's like I don't want to do this. Yeah. And yeah, when so, you actually
1: realize how much work goes into it, it it takes the fun out of it, right? Like you want to sometimes just enjoy the game. Absolutely.
2: It's like I like I would literally just go solo a raid instead of getting a footage for like one or two guns. <laughs> right. It's just like I think that says something about the process, personally. But
1: on the topic of soloing raids, you uh- kind of did a thing recently. You soloed the Templar. how How did that like come about, and what motivated you to make that video?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the the big thing is I I I love those types of challenges. Like seeing how far I can push myself is like just being the best destiny player i can be i freaking love that and so i guess the first challenge i really did like that was soloing argos um Ooh, argos and, okay yeah it's a season-
0: really good solo challenge right there. yeah it was so, so
2: it was unfortunate because i did it during arrival so i didn't even do it when it was easier like uh, you know, I, I'm watching clips of people doing like the the broken Black Hammer and like Infinite Well mountaintops where Darcy, you didn't have to reload. Wasn't Darcy
0: really good? against Darcy 60? was
2: also really good, yeah. yeah. So back like when the wells were in, like they just auto-loaded. It was like, I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was way easier. And so I'm oh, watching yeah. these clips. Oh, yeah. I'm watching these clips and I'm like, dang, this won't be too hard. And then I get in there and I'm like, none of this stuff exists anymore. And so... Uh, you know, I had to, I had to learn the Anarchy Long Shadow strat of really like, you have to be frame perfect on DPS. It was very, uh, I think I streamed that for about 20 hours or so. Um, yeah, doing that challenge. It was awesome. I loved it. And I, so that's when I first started really pushing myself as a destiny player. Like, I don't, I don't know if I had maximum time score yet. Maybe I, excuse me, maybe I just hit it. Um, but that that was really when I was going through the decision like, oh, I want to be this type of Destiny player. Like, I want every seal, I want every triumph, I want to do the hardest stuff. Um, and so the it started with Argos. Um, I need to go back and do a bunch of the Deep Stone Crypt stuff. I've been telling Stream for a while that I wanted to do solo A-Tracks. Uh, I just haven't gone around to it. And I think now that I've pretty much destroyed everything that Vogue has to offer, uh, I think I'm going to go back and do those. But um, as soon as I saw I saw Assaulted Grepo and uh vendetta t1 vendetta they soloed templar and i was like oh yeah like that's uh i'm ready for it like and so i just sent it and so um just sent it it's i don't it's so i uh low they're like my new favorite thing in the game it's it's awesome like we did a three-man flawless fault of glass a couple weeks ago um I just love not breaking the game, but really pushing the game. Like, what can I get away with as a player? And uh, I love it. Obsessed with it. So that's how that came about.
0: What's the winning loadout for that? Uh, for uh, that so battle? it
2: really... For for Solo Templar? Yeah. Um, so Anarchy is a must.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, and then Hot Swap, hot swap shoties, And then between um every so for oracles you need a sniper on so it's like when oracle spawn it's uh heritage with um beloved or beloved rather um break the oracles hot swap to first in last out and then do shotgun hot swapping anarchy for dps switch back to beloved um lots of i mean lots of moving parts it's awesome i i love stuff like that
0: If you have a video up on your channel, I'll have to watch it. Yeah,
2: yeah. I just put one up. Uh I think it was it might be the last thing I uploaded. Um, but uh I think I ended up getting it on Friday night, I think. Um uh, but
1: yeah, that I think the last one you have is Iron Banner. The one before that is the Templar. And
2: I know because I've been yeah, watching yeah. Solar Templar
0: cha- Templar yeah. Challenge. There I will then cool. Um, cool. yeah, very fun.
2: I I don't think I have my Argos run up there. I streamed it, so it's up there as a stream, but that was before I started getting smart enough to, like, hey, when I'm doing solo challenges, I should probably record a very high-quality version of it uh, as its own standalone video. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, there's that. And uh, I just I just love that stuff, man. I just... Uh, I, I had a... When I started getting really... Right before Argos, I started... Like I said, that's when I decided I was going to be a... Uh, a really hardcore player. And I met a group of individuals... Um, that now are in uh Sillamar, but they were in rough at the time uh grand galf um boob uh rowan and they were they and gogo and they helped me um do like uh, we did like two-man argos and three-man garden and stuff like that at the time really getting my feet wet in the low mans and then i just was like i just jumped off the deep end i was like that's it. i'm soloing argos it was like it was a quite drastic change of pace but i think it i think it was one of the challenges that really uh really pushed me in the direction that I am now and how I play Destiny.
1: Now, were you always this good at Destiny? Were you like trying to do solo challenges from the very beginning or did it kind of develop over time?
2: Yeah, I really didn't I so in in Destiny One I did the solo Crota. Um as uh I think everyone who did Flawless Raider probably did because it was easier to get flawless by yourself than with sure. a fire team. Mm-hmm. Um so I did that, and I don't know. I still don't even like. It's weird, right? Like I don't like saying like, "Oh, I'm I'm good at Destiny." It's just I play too much Destiny. Like I know a lot about the game. Um, and so, was I always this good? I was always this dedicated. I would say I'm just using. I'm doing very different things with that now than I would have two, three years ago.
1: He always had a really strong ethic with. The content that you produced and because of your dedication to destiny you were able to play the game enough where you got really good at the activities
2: yeah sure that's uh, that's that is a good uh good way to look at it yeah you know
1: and that's really interesting because for me there was a time when i think i was like really good at the game and that was during the season of opulence and that was when like i really went hardcore like i did all of the flawless menageries i was really chasing that shadow title that was my motivation um so that season doing the flawless raid i don't think i've ever done flawless raids before Until that season. And I think for me that was probably my proudest season personally, because I feel like I actually accomplished something pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I so that's actually I really liked the flawless raid requirement um in SEALs because like so that too was like a very before then, uh I was in a just like a clan with my old friend, or they're still my friends, but like my very first friend group in Destiny. Um and they weren't very hardcore. And because of that, I was like, I was hardcore in the game. I'd grind stuff, but I wasn't like, I didn't always strive to be like really good at it. And when Riven's Bane came out, and you had to do Petra's Run, that was the first time that I we really pushed ourselves like that. Um, and it's it's really weird because like back then that was like the craziest thing. Like, do an entire raid flawless? What? You know, and it's like when we did our six-man floss, we pretty much did it accidentally for Vault of Glass. Like we were just like, "Don't die," and then we didn't. So it's it's really interesting to see, you know, how we've all improved uh, as players. And I guess it's war mind cells and stuff make it really easy as well. But um, my point to this is is I really wish Bungie still kept the flawless requirement in the seals because I think, uh, similar to your story, I think players uh, do generally need a little push towards getting better uh just strive towards doing crazier challenges and stuff like you know uh someone more more than likely isn't going to be like i just don't want to die this rate like but if they're given an incentive uh they they'll strive to get better at the game and, and learn new strategies and that sort of stuff and i think that destiny always shines as a game and bungie always strives, to, strives as a studio when they inspire people to learn those strats to learn the anarchy hot swaps with uh or sorry is an hot swaps with a grenade launcher learn how to shotgun hot swap learn how to build the perfect build so you don't die for a raid and and that sort of thing like i think the objective for bungie should always be making people get better and better and better at the content uh, rather than bringing the content down to what the average level is maybe increasing what that average level looks like or providing incentive to increase what the average level looks like in my head uh, makes, like, the best the destiny and that's why uh, I was really bummed out when they removed the Flawless Requirement um, Inherent Perfection from uh, the Salvation title, uh, and uh, or the Garden of Salvation. What is that title called? Oh, the Enlightened title. And then, you know, there hasn't been a Flawless Raid requirement in Deep Stone or Vogue either. I just, I wish they had put it back in, personally.
1: You know, I, I agree with you, because I think that there was something... I don't know. It it felt like these seals actually meant something by adding that layer of challenge to the game. Whereas now it's like you can get the fate breaker title, but it's like you have to do the raid with all of your clanmates or with the same subclass. It just seems like everything was made much more simple to cater to allowing for everybody to complete these challenges. But in doing so, take away what was special about it.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm hoping Master Vogue is just brutal. Like, I I just want it. I want them to come out and just like punch us in the face with how hard it is. I don't think anyone expects it. Vogue isn't exactly a very hard raid, like mechanically. I think it would be very quite difficult to make it very hard. And so I think it'd be awesome if they came out. They added, you know, uh, this is a fever dream, but added an extra mechanic per encounter, like they used to do with hard modes back in Destiny 1. uh, And they just made it just i bleedingly difficult i think that would it's be like our grandmaster
0: like a grandmaster raid
2: exactly yeah I'm freaking <laughs> imagine wiping a raid and it's like you've returned to orbit like imagine that
0: yeah that would be crazy
2: but that they- would be awesome that would be fantastic do you I'm, think
0: they I'm, would do I'm, that and, and they can do that with difficulty spectrum you know you start with like the raid that it is and then you have like a master version and then you have a grandmaster version you know, that, dude, like that word, would be so yeah.
2: good. That would be so so good. I yeah, it, I don't know if they would do that. Um, I like to think that they would, but uh, going off a track I mean, record,
0: no, probably. It's yeah. basically just going back to what Bungie did in Halo when they had like you know normal, like legendary, heroic, in you know all the oh yeah yeah the, be- they had all the difficulty spectrum there from the beginning, and stuff. So I that
2: mean, would be awesome
0: yeah
2: yeah i'm here for it
1: so scaronine on a slightly different topic in destiny one you reached the highest grimoire you you obtained all of the seals and you maxed out your grimoire so you were at 5615 for your grimoire you had 18 badges and you had 17 titles that's insane you literally beat the whole game
2: yeah, so I guess, uh, for, so from that tweet, just to clarify, uh, that is across both Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. So Grimoire was Destiny 1. Uh, but then the other things were, at the time, I mean, that tweet's old. I didn't realize it until uh, I think you and Kobe retweeted it today. I was like, damn, I really should I should update that because that is from a year ago, probably. Yeah, over a year ago. Um, yeah, I was flexing because I had, that's when I first had, like was pushing hard in the game. Or uh, decided I wanted to. And yeah, so Maximum Grim War in Destiny 1, which was, for those of you who didn't play Destiny 1, it was, like, the worst version of the Triumph system. It was all online. You did stuff in-game, and then you, like, redeemed lore cards on Bungie's website. It was awful, but... Uh,
1: I remember that.
2: It was, and it was so dumb. It was, like, you, there were, like, enemy cards. And so for, like, the Hydra one, it was, like, to unlock the lore about the Hydra, you had to kill, like, 1,500 Hydras. And so you would literally just checkpoint farm uh on the last mission of the game in the black garden there was just a hydra that spawned so you would just kill it let the explosion kill you and it was just a bunch of like the most monotonous grinding you could ever think of and uh, i i was dumb so i did all of those and then yeah i have uh at the time and i still do uh with the exception of the vault of glass stuff uh have all the gold border collection badges which means i max it out on every character and then i have every available title Um, including every version of flawless and conqueror and every guild that you can currently get as well so i just i pretty much if it it can be unlocked and done i've done it which is what this tweet is referring to
1: so how much time does accomplishing something like that take and i know we can check because we have a website called time wasted on destiny so we can tell
2: i actually don't like looking up this number because i'm afraid every time i do my wife will hear it um, <laughs> and it's also like a realization of like a holy. Oh, yeah, I play entirely. I play this
1: game. game a lot. Yes.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> it's
2: gotta be real bad. It's gotta oh, be more than
1: Shadow Price. Oh, oh uh, I
2: know it's more than me. <laughs> I uh okay. It's about fifty nine hundred hours wow. across, both, across both games. I had to whisper that. I hope you understand
0: that's more than my that's more than my time in destiny one and i thought i had a lot of time in like the first game i I think i had five thousand hours in d1
2: so that is that is both games combined so that is oh okay yeah 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 okay 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 i have uh i have twice as much time in destiny two as i do in destiny one i like destiny one but i mean as a game in for the type of player i am like it wasn't that grind like it was there was grind but it like, the grind of Destiny 1 is not the grind of Destiny 2, right? Like, the Destiny 2 grind is levels deeper um, for the most part. Destiny 1 had a lot, maybe you could argue, like, more repeatable raids and stuff towards the end of its life cycle and that sort of thing. But uh, it was very... Once you got maximum Grimoire, it was like, what? What else is there? You know, yeah, especially I, once you knew the game was ending at that point. So yeah,
0: I sunk so much time into PVP in D1. I feel like, and I played a lot of trials in D1. So like that last year, I played a lot of trials. <laughs> oh, everything. there you go. So be- because I like trials better in D1, you know, and I'm I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah. <think> that. Um, <laughs> so. That's what I sunk my time into. I did raid a lot, though, too. But eventually, like, if you took the time between both PV and PVP, I think it's pretty, pretty equal between both. So oh, that, that's how much PVP I played in T1. Damn. Yeah, I'm actually trying to check my stats here because I'm curious
1: how much I've played the game. So I'm I'm checking right now. We're, we're going to see this.
2: The the, see the ultimate tip is never convert that into days because you don't oh, want to see it. Yeah, okay. like I could there there's no one on earth that wants to see that number, you know. No.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> oh, it's it's a lot. Yeah, it's 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 probably Okay, so on Steam for Destiny 2, I'm at 1901 hours. Um on Xbox for Destiny 1, I have 831 hours on playstation i have 1686 hours and then on destiny you play destiny 2 on one
2: on both
1: oh yeah i've i've i went crazy thank I, goodness
0: for a cross save i mean we switched. Oh, yeah. well
1: yeah that's coming that's coming but Everything right now. but there was no cross yeah. save back yeah. when we actually did all these things like that did not exist when destiny 2 first started and i feel like the majority of our grind was there wow That is crazy. I did not realize I'm at like almost 5,000 hours. That is insane. That is crazy. We're going to pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) And we're going to move on to slightly different topic. So, Scarrow9, what is the world's best condiment? And please explain your obsession with donut burgers.
2: Which one do you want first? These are both absurd. Let's
1: talk about the world's best condiment first
2: All right, i'm pretty i'm pretty adamant on this and it's it's okay. mashed potatoes
1: yeah. okay <laughs> okay I do you guys love mashed potatoes with gravy. well i mean if, about if it's a
2: condiment you can't put a condiment on a condiment you know you can't put gravy on. like Fair think about no. everything you can dip in mashed potatoes to make it better and i i actually i challenge you to think of one thing you couldn't make better by dipping it in mashed potatoes because it's not possible it's literally not possible everything is made better with with mashed potatoes Chicken strips,
0: Chicken strips, steak, yeah, cake, you can dip strips uh,
2: in fries. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, if I go out which I obviously I have not been out in a very long time, but, uh, you know, pre pandemic, if, if I'm going to a, uh, like a burger joint or whatever, get two sides, fries, mashed potatoes, and you dip the fries in the mashed potatoes. That's the, that's the, the strategic play of the century.
0: That's the gamer. That's the gamer. real gamer. Real yeah. Gamer this is a pro gamer.
2: Right move. Yes. I, I, I'm a firm believer <laughs> that, um, uh it's it is a cardinal sin that mashed potatoes are not classified as a condiment i believe they should be and not only that they should be crowned the king of condiments
1: i think i found two things that i could possibly have thought of that maybe would not go as a condiment with mashed potatoes are you ready yeah go ahead ice cream like you can't put ice cream really
2: yeah but have you ever had a mochi i, I mean, mean it's i've the, never had a mochi oh well mo, our mochi i suppose is it's ice cream wrapped inside of, of like a ravioli thing but it's just what? ice cream inside of a starch i mean that's not going to be any different than that
0: maybe a little You're bit mushier. Your fries in a frosty like that's yeah like, yeah that's similar. that's it that's is, sick and it it's good it's actually good dipping your fries in a frosty so it's yeah potatoes and ice cream basically yeah okay okay what about salad
2: what do you mean? Well, when you eat a loaded a loaded baked potato, has like the best ingredients of salad. Anyways, I mean, if you add flavorless lettuce, who cares? Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, potato I mean, salad. You can yeah, mm-hmm. you you get like soup and salad. All like you can get that, and like salad and baked potato soup. What's the difference? No, nah, no, nah. mashed potatoes would make a salad better. I'm adamant
0: i mean i can see it because you could throw potatoes on like a sandwich too like a, uh, mashed potatoes even yeah like, like a, a
2: like a thanksgiving leftover sandwich you get your sandwich, yeah. you get some mashed potatoes cranberries turkey mm, perfect
0: yeah. throw some gravy on top of that and just like eat it like yeah, yeah. I, I would eat that yeah sounds good
1: <laughs> okay well i think you've made your point i can't argue it i i, I tried <laughs> i made an effort and I feel this is so this is win. one
2: thing that Chad gets really mad at me when I when I stream is like, if I have a food opinion, it is it does not move. It is what the opinion is. I will argue the dumbest points to the death, because that is how how much I care about my stupid opinions on food.
0: Um, you always liked mashed potatoes, even when you were a kid.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, mashed potatoes are the are the ultimate they are. They are ageless, cross generational. They're perfect,
0: you know. It's, uh, so I'm going to throw something in. There. What if you put, like, some stuffing? Like, like mix some stuffing in with it. Would that work? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Whatever, dude.
2: Anything. I yeah. mean, I'd pretty much do that on Thanksgiving anyways. Like, it's yeah. like, I, I'll i make, like, my Thanksgiving plate and the mashed potatoes on all of it, you know? Not a, not a single serving. I'm talking 12 servings of mashed potatoes. You can never have enough.
1: Well, I'll, I'll tell you a fun fact. If I ever get Popeyes, I love Popeyes, because since I moved to Florida, Popeyes... Is just the thing to get here. Hashtag we not have... a sponsor. Not sponsored. <laughs> I get mashed potatoes because I i love their mashed potatoes. And I, dip, I prefer dip your that chicken more than strips.
0: Dip that right in the, the mashed gravy. potatoes. Oh, man. Mm. It's mm. like getting one of those bowls. I gotta, you know, I gotta have like the gravy, like, though. Like, I gotta yeah, have yeah. that gravy.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Sure. I like I, extra gravy. Sure. I mean, mashed potatoes make an excellent condiment for gravy. That's fun
1: so let's talk about those donut yeah, burgers. Donut like, burgers, That's crazy. Yes. How does that this work? Is, Tell me about it. It's,
2: oh, it's awesome. It's fantastic. It's my favorite food on the planet. And it's a, uh, it's a hamburger, but instead of buns, you have two donuts. And uh, we have a, a restaurant, not close-ish, 35, 40 minutes away that um, when I was a kid, we would go to on uh, like family birthdays and I would, I would get it. And this is something I didn't discover until I was like 15 or 16, but um i have eaten i believe at this point uh 16 donut burgers in my life and i have a picture of every single one (laughs) and it is it is they're fantastic there is so it's just two donuts burger uh sharp sharpest cheddar cheese you can think of bacon uh
0: now, are you using are they holes like are they donuts with the holes in them
2: yeah 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 i mean i the place that we get them from usually is right next to the crispy cream so i'm like 90 percent sure they just oh, buy crispy cream donuts
0: dude a crispy cream burger <laughs> it's so good i mean uh, i probably lost a
2: solid five years of my life because of it but it's worth it every calorie it's worth it
0: okay so you're taking two donuts you're not splitting that donut in half no, right two donuts oh man (laughs) yeah so so good
2: that sounds really good and i don't know what i can what i can actually do is look. i'll just tweet it i'm just going to tweet this no context donut burger i'm going to tweet this right now so so you guys so you guys can look at this um just so you can see a picture of one i mean uh everyone watching the stream um or watching the the vod or the where you know anywhere podcasts are found or this podcast is found um, at Scarrow 9 I'm going to tweet out a picture of this. Uh, if I can scroll down and find one. There we go.
1: Make sure to follow him on Twitter at scarrow 9 And he is so, so close to 70,000 subscribers on YouTube. So make sure to show him some love and make sure to subscribe to scarrow 9 on YouTube.
2: So there you go. I just tweeted it out um that so it comes with the spiral fries and then it comes with uh that thing on the side that's raspberry jelly i don't really use it uh i had no family members who really enjoy that i usually just leave it there or dip my fries in it um that that is the best food on earth
0: (laughs) that does look good oh my god that
2: looks
1: so good yeah oh that looks amazing Wow. So we have right next to my house in Florida we have this amazing donut place. It's like a little mom and pop shop. I swear it is better than Krispy Kreme. And Krispy Kreme is amazing. Yeah. But man those donuts are so 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 good.
2: On uh, National Donut Day last week, uh, just a little life hack. We went over to uh, our friend's house and we had a little get together and he taught us this this super amazing life hack I didn't know. But if you have a campfire and you put a Krispy Kreme donut over the campfire to warm it up. Oh, it'll change your existence. <laughs> so good. It's like a smoky, hot, sweet, bubbly glaze. Like, oh,
0: my goodness. These are really good ideas. Oh, yeah, uh, man, you're making me remember. hungry next time. Know, I, I feel like
1: um, I feel like I'm going to have to eat some food after this.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> instead, of, instead of s'mores, just fuck it, pull out the Krispy creams. <laughs> That's what we did.
2: We put a marshmallow in the hole of the donut and skewered it through. Oh, oh my go. goodness. I had so many donuts. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) That's pretty awesome. And I'm going to have to try that. Now, do you have any recipes that you can share for how to make the best donut burger?
2: Oh, so we've tried making them at home. And uh, especially my my wife, who's much, much too good for me, Um, like for for birthdays and stuff. She'll do crazy stuff like that. Um, They're never quite the same. I don't know what this place that we go to is doing uh to make them crazy but i mean it's really just quite simple you know you don't want to over season the meat because it'll feel weird with the donuts but i think the secret is you just have to get the best donuts you can um which is usually where the homemade ones are kind of missed because it's usually like hey let's go down to like kroger or walmart and just get some donuts you can't do that you got to get crispy cream ones or, or some or your mom and pop shops or, or whatever like good donuts
0: uh, i feel like it, you don't have to season it that much because you got the donut and yeah then it- Got some bacon and cheese. Exactly. I probably
2: would not cook the burger on a charcoal grill. I've never tried that. I can't imagine that would be a pleasant experience. Um, but I, yeah. I, I'm sure, like it. It's just as simple as it would sound. Just burger, cheese, bacon, two donuts. Easy. Love it. oh yeah.
1: Makes sense to me. Maybe tomorrow I'll try that. And there I'm you go. You'll me. have to let me know uh, how you like. Tomorrow it. I will. I will do that. You will see pictures on Twitter, guaranteed. So. Moving on to a slightly different topic. We are a Destiny podcast, after all. Yeah. If you could relive any era in Destiny, Forsaken, Age of Triumph, etc., what era would you choose, and why?
2: Oh, oof. um, I, so, I, look, you're probably not going to like this answer, but I, I always choose, like, what I call the scarrow cop-out on this one, and it's, I firmly believe that the future of Destiny is the best Destiny, and so, like, I don't, i don't like the idea of rehashing old content like i was uh even well, i'm gonna be honest i wasn't really that keen on bringing back old rates like i didn't really want vault the glass back they did a fantastic job and it's a lot of fun but like my ideal destiny is like what's what we haven't done yet new content new content new content bigger better um so i know that's that really doesn't get to the heart of the question you're asking but that's like truly my answer is like the, the Age of Destiny I want to live in is the, the Age of Destiny that we live in now, where there's just like insane things on the horizon. I can't wait to play it all.
0: When we're fighting the actual darkness and everything. Yeah, there you go. I,
2: <laughs> I, I, ch- I changed my mind. The Era of Destiny is the Era of Destiny uh, also in the future, where I can do any raid I want at any time. None of this two or three raids at a time BS. I, w- I want to be able to play any of the 12 or 13 raids or whatever, whenever the hell I feel like it. That's, that's the Era of Destiny I want to live in.
1: gonna come out and say it for me it was the age of triumph because while we didn't get all the raids we did get all the raids from destiny one and i feel like the amount of content that we got was so overwhelming and it it was the best time in destiny and then they just took it all away it took
2: it all away i mean if so if we're if we want to focus on things that existed age of triumph is up there i think i would actually do arrivals um because, I mean, you had all the Destiny 2 raids available at the same time, and I kind of like a lot of those a lot better, personally. I know. Um, but, plus there were more of them. So I, if I'm forced to pick a Destiny moment that's existed, it would be, oh, arrivals. And you could farm the raids, right? You could run the raids as many times as you wanted, get loot every single time. That is like, that's just crack, you know? That's nuts. I want more of that. Yeah,
1: no, I I totally agree with you, and I think we're 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 starting to get there. And I mean, I, I I do wonder if you know, like in the director now, we have a legends section, right? Where it seems to me like they're going to be adding in old content that is coming back from the Destiny content vault. Are you on board with that idea, or do you think that Bungie should have taken the approach of adding just new things into the game?
2: So I think it's, while it's not, uh, you know, easy, like they can't pump out a raid every month or whatever uh, for old content. Um, I think that especially the RAD team, the Raid and Dungeons team has found this, uh, their momentum doing kind of like a new raid in the Comet DLC, the September, or I guess November, or in this case, February DLC. Um, And then the next season, maybe doing uh, a dungeon or maybe nothing at all and then a revamped raid the following season and then a dungeon the season after that so if what it takes for us to get more raids and dungeons is you know one new raid one reprise raid one or two dungeons a year i'm here for it that's that's um fine i if if it was between that or three brand new raids i'm picking new raids every time it's not even close but i i think the reality is is you know they're a business and um furthermore they have a very limited amount of resources and if Bungie has decided that the best use of their resources to get us n- new in quotations, more content uh, as, as consistently as possible is bring back revamped raids every now and then I'm here for it. That's fine. As long as they do as good, a, like if they just bring back King's fall in the way it was, I, I'll be a little disappointed, but if they revamp things to the degree that they like made Vogue better, like
0: that's yeah, sure. I feel like they kind of pivoted on it. Cause I, I don't know if they were always for wanting to bring that stuff back. Yeah. But basically, you know, when they brought arrivals and they said that, and they talked about the destiny content vault, the DCV, I mean, they talked about that beforehand, but when, um, they talked about bringing the, you know, old content back and things like that, do you think they really, did they really want to do that all along? Or do you think Activision was pushing them to do new, new, new? all the Yeah. Time, you know, like, like,
2: uh- I think this was probably something separate from Activision. I wouldn't be surprised, like, you know, when Mark Knowsworthy and Luke Smith and the game directors were sitting down and they were like, I think we need to move stuff out of the game. I wouldn't be surprised if Luke or someone was like, well, then can't we bring stuff back? At the, you know, and it, and it very naturally... Like, this seems like a very natural progression to me. Um, yeah, because I, uh,
0: they talk about a single evolving world. They 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 want They, they want this stuff to, you know... They really they wanted to live alongside of, I guess what's already currently. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
2: I, uh, maybe the, I would, once again, I wouldn't be surprised if the original idea was, Hey, can we just bring back everything and have like destiny infinity, like every all destiny always available. And then, you know, the conversation with the engineers was something like, Oh, we, we can't manage that. It's already hard enough to manage all the game, the storage space, the crazy bug overlaps. Yeah. And, and then they were like, all right, well then we'll just add and and remove things. I, I, I don't think this was like part of the plan back in like Warmind, but I would not be surprised when talks with Activision were coming to a close around probably forsaken or black armory. I imagine when that stuff was really starting to, the legal stuff was coming to a head. I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, well, if this is the destiny we want to make, this is how we're going to do it. Type of right. thing.
0: And it, it was interesting. The point that Mark knows where they brought up. They're like, you know, well, let's just, you know, there's a lot of great content from D one, so it's like, and we took all that out when we had D2. And they're so like, let's not do that again. He, like, yeah. he, he, he said those words, basically. So he's like, and I mean, stuff will cycle out. It, it, it will. You know, it's just, it, the game can't grow infinitely. Like, you know, it's the thing, the problem they ran into yeah. when they, um you know, had the before Beyond Light came out and stuff. And they really unfortunate
2: because I, I kind of wish it would. I mean, who knows what's the, what the future for storage is, right? Technology keeps getting crazier. Maybe someday in the not so uh far future we will be able to play everything at once. It all just kind of depends. When things are more in the
0: cloud, I guess, you know. Yeah, yeah, things, exactly. We you just know, really I, live on their servers, basically, you know. Yeah. Right? I mean, you were asking yeah. about
2: RuneScape. Uh, RuneScape had no download. Like it was like a web portal at the time, it might now, I don't know, but it was like a web portal. You access like existing servers and you just did stuff. Um right maybe maybe that's a, a thing in the future i don't i don't really know i'm a chemist not a software engineer but or game developer but i'm sure something like that isn't too far-fetched who knows
0: yeah i mean technical challenges was one of the big things i think that was the hardest thing for because those last gen consoles are we're holding let's be honest <laughs> they're yeah. getting a little long in the tooth now yeah you know, it's like it really
2: makes you wonder like how much are current gens holding us back to or like the, the four and the one, how much are they
0: those, those, yeah. Because yeah. we now have the PS5 and the Series X, which are way more capable.
2: Right, now. and how long until those become obsolete for a uh, uh, lack of better terms. It's really kind of crazy, like how fast stuff grows nowadays, you know.
0: Um, yeah. It's it's hard obsolete. to believe
1: that, you know, this fall the next gen consoles, as we called them they're going to be a year old and they it feels like they haven't even been available
0: yeah (laughs) that's because of the whole situation not be able to go to the store to buy one you know yeah having to fight the bots online and everything but at the same time i feel like because they had such short supply
1: on these consoles because of you know production constraints I think that really caused some issues on top yeah. of the compounding you know bots pretty much buying out all of the available inventory that they had. but yeah, it's been it's been a problem, and it's really interesting because normally you have a certain life cycle in a video game. I wonder how this will be impacted because the technology every single year it's getting older and older, right? So within three, four, five years, are they going to have to plan a next generation of consoles? right gonna be really interesting to see how yeah, that all plays out
2: well yeah you when know. does the when do like the i mean because all this stuff there's there's an environmental aspect to it too right like old you know non-recycled electronics it's incredibly bad for the for the environment and stuff so like when does that come to a t as well you know i i don't know yeah. it's a they're all very interesting uh, plus i mean there's gonna come to a point too like you know, with graphics cards, with the 30 series and whatever AMD's equivalent is, um, there's not like much more room, right? Like graphics can only get so good, right? Yeah. Like no one, no one's gonna be playing in 57K, you know? Like mm-hmm. uh, graphics, you're uh, unless you're like doing hardcore like 3D modeling or like mapping the vibrational modes of molecules or something like that or doing 3D art like you don't need you don't need all that processing power it's like once you hit 4k 100 frames you're that's like it you know what what else
0: you're approaching uncanny valley at that moment yeah exactly
2: and so it's like yeah what's the next thing it's probably energy efficiency i would imagine uh and heat dissolution and that sort of thing but um and
1: just creating more power in a smaller form factor
2: yeah yeah smaller form factor that that too but like the 40 series graphics cards like i can't really see it going any more than that <laughs>
0: you know it's just like it's just, just tracing not kill your frame rate yeah, yeah exactly
2: so. And <laughs> it, it's how much more can they add and it's the same thing with these consoles right like i mean ps5 and the uh the series x they're like pretty they compare to like medium to high tier computers nowadays so like pc towers so it's like what more can you do xboxes has like infinite games that you can download and not and and play and delete at any time that you want so like you don't even need that much storage space anymore and even if you do you can get terabyte hard drive like thumb drives right so it's like memory space is pretty much as much as we need the cloud exists processing right, power yep. is pretty much there like where where does it end like what's next uh who knows it's all really interesting liquid cooled xbox series x2 you know <laughs> who knows uh it's all I, this stuff this keeps me up at night i I love it it's
1: uh oh man me too and that's why like right now it's such an exciting time e3 is right around the corner yeah we're expecting new nintendo hardware we're waiting on so many games to come out we just saw elder ring We're about to get more information about Zelda. I mean, it's a really good time to be a gamer. And I love it. But the problem is that there's just not enough time to play all these games. Which is kind of the the hard part. So, Scarrow 9 if you could choose between eating only mayonnaise for the rest of your life or sweat mayonnaise?
2: Yeah, sweating mayonnaise for the rest of your life. This is ATV. So it's like, would you rather only eat mayonnaise or only sweat mayonnaise for the rest of your life?
1: Mm, this is
2: a this is atp he's a really good friend of mine really insanely cracks uh destiny player as well um he loves this question he loves this question and i think the easy answer is sweat mayonnaise right i mean uh you already like have natural oils in your skin so sweating you know the the fats and mayonnaise uh it would smell awful but it's nothing too much different than what you're already sweating um and you can still eat whatever the heck you want. But like mayonnaise is gross and I'm not eating that only like then I can never have a donut burger again. You know, I easy, easy, easily. I would only sweat for mayonnaise for the rest of my life.
0: I'm picking. Yeah, that's it, a good answer. I love mayonnaise. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, do you only eat mayonnaise? Or yeah, you-
0: that's that's it. I mean, yeah you just, can. oh oh just mayonnaise you can't put it on anything you're... no it says eating only mayonnaise only sweating all right, all right. Mayonnaise. I, I, i'm changing yeah. my answer then i'll sweat it then. i'm gonna yeah, take dude.
1: sweat because i i would not be able to give up ben and jerry's ice cream and and so many things that <laughs> i enjoy consuming so i i can't do it i'm sorry yeah i, I mean, will sweat mayonnaise for the rest sweating of my life might
2: be the good the best play for someone who does like mayonnaise as well because it's like you know you're having a good gaming sesh you get a little bit of the pit standage going on you just you know take a lick you got yourself a snack
1: love it <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so scarrow nine we have a question from scarrow 10 okay you oh have, yes there's another scarrow
2: yeah there are a ton of scarrows
1: Which exotics do you think are underrated? And which ones do you think deserve buffs?
2: Oh, underrated exotics. Oh, I don't know. Anarchy. Because no matter it is so good, no matter how many people like it, not enough people like it. Um no, real real talk. Underrated exotics. I don't really let me. I'm looking through my dim right now. Is there anything underrated?
0: Maybe I think uh
2: Oh, so well. I like symmetry for a different reason. I like going into the cosmodrome with symmetry, and because you can you can friendly fire with symmetry and killing new lights, that's awesome. But I don't uh, that. <laughs> yeah, if so, if you if you have uh, symmetry's alternate fire mode on, and you you are standing like on top of someone, like you're as close as you can, uh, it will do damage to them, and you shoot at their feet, it will do damage to them. Um, right. <laughs> I. So I think my real answer is going to be uh probably Witherhorn. Um I it is a very popular exotic but I feel like mostly among like the the top like speedrunners and the, like the top low manners and stuff. Uh I don't think this is a conversation I have with chat a lot. It's like I don't think people realize like how good Wither Horde is because you can use it to spawn warmind cells constantly and hold down an area um like you just place like that's we placed uh fifteenth for vault of glass um and the reason we did that was because like our entire team was running wither horde and you just throw it on all the spawns because vault of glass has like set spawns and you never have to worry about ads it's crazy it's so good um so I think Wither Horde is, it's popular and I think people like it for a variety of reasons, but I, I feel like people who are trying to get into that like really end game content, like crush on Wither Horde more and more mind cells built, I promise you. Um, what did, what was the other one? What is one exotic that deserves a buff?
1: Yeah, what what exotics do you think are underrated and deserve to be buffed oh, in geez, the game?
2: So many, oh my goodness. I, um, I want my Izanagi's. To not to be able to sprint cancel again, they they destroyed my baby. Uh just bad, needs a buff. Bad Juju could use a buff. Cerberus could probably use a buff. I want Red Death back instead of Crimson, so that's kind of yeah. like buff. thank yeah. you, yeah, Red, Death. Red
0: Death. Yep. Yeah,
2: yeah. Red Death. Uh, its buff is existing again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, dude, there's so many. Uh, there there are so 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 many uh, that I think could could use a, a little bit of a buff. Um, any scout rifle except for DMT. I, I
1: would love to see the Vex Mythic class one because I got one and I tried using it in the Crucible and I don't know if it's me, but it just didn't work.
2: See, see this is this is just him flexing because he has it. I just want to point well, that
1: no, out. I I, I honestly <laughs> I tried using it in the crucible because in Destiny One, it took me forever to get a Vex Mythic class. And I, I missed the time when it was actually deadly in the crucible when I could yeah. have had an opportunity to be a good player i missed it so now i thought okay i got the vex let's go in the crucible let's see what i can do i had like two kills it was horrible i couldn't, yeah. I couldn't kill with it
2: i can't really speak too much that one i've seen that's quite bad uh so that one probably i mean there are so many exotics that are like pretty much anything that was made pre-forsaken probably needs a a buff because like pre-forsaken destiny or bungie had a very like almost a destiny one approach to exotics where they're like legendaries but a little bit better and then after Forsaken or with Forsaken, they just got crazy. It was like Exotics define gameplay. Like they just like ruinous effigy. Like you turn your enemies into flesh sacks and you can melee people with them. That's freaking insane. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I, there's a there's a very clear distinction that if you like if you just draw a line right at Forsaken, you look at all the Exotics before and after. Like it's quite obvious. Um, and it, I maybe a change in del- design philosophy. Uh maybe you know they realized they had done everything normal and so they started going crazy. I don't really know. But like when's the last time you've seen someone use like Borealis or
0: uh, Oh I know, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: or or um Prospector, you know, like these they're so boring. They don't do anything. They're just like eh, you know, I don't know. Though those sorts I of weapons. Like, I, I want for
1: I want for Mita Multitool to be Back it's so it's so
2: that's a hard one because it's been dominant twice now. and uh, once in Destiny One, once in Destiny Two. I think like I think they're scared of Scout Rifles. And I'm scared of Scout Rifles too. Yeah. Like they teeter on that edge, and they, I think that is the the hardest um class to balance because it, it is so easy for scouts just to like destroy everything. Uh yeah, I think that's a that's a really tough one. I um, so
0: much in Destiny One though. Like it, yeah. it just it felt so good in D one yeah
2: i i think it's the same thing with like rapid fire pulses too you know um notice like all the good pulses in destiny 2 they're high impact that have like desperado that turn them into rapid fire i i think if like uh you know you had the clever dragon type uh uh pulses back that like shot that fast i mean they're in the game but they suck um or if you had like it's
0: not bad grid skipper is actually pretty that's good. that's true
2: that's they can that can get some pretty unique perks combinations yeah. and it is it is good it's nice to see those have a comeback that's true i do i do uh give you a pause on that one that's that's fun that's a really good point um but like think about like when grass from the lock could be farmed like how dominant oh, yeah. that was or, or clever dragon like grid skipper is good you still don't see that many people using it on pc probably because 120s are just dumb um the 120 hand cannons are just like stupid easy to use but i think like things that like that are that crazy like high rapid fire pulses any scout rifles um i think bungie is like really really nervous that they're gonna mess something up with them uh in terms of like (laughs) just making them stupidly dominant so
1: so on the topic of exotics do you think any of them should return from destiny One?
2: Uh, so, same answer as like before. I I'm always a fan of like, uh, new, 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 never old. Um, if they are incessant on bringing stuff back, I mean, taking like the Hawk Moon approach or the Thorn or the Vex method class, where they completely change it, because um, at that point it has the same name, but it's a different exotic, right? Like it's not. Uh, people like to use this kind of. Uh, argument like oh it's just a reskin or they're just bringing it back from destiny one it's it's not or it's the same they're just reason content but like when you change something that much it's no longer the same gun like i don't care if it looks the same and it sounds the same if it if it feels different if it has different perks uh it's not the same gun um and so like you know your ace of spades way 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 better in destiny 2 uh your hawk moon much different Outbreak Prime, eh, a little bit the same, a little bit different. Um, but if they're gonna take like the Monte Carlo approach where it's like carbon copy or uh what's another example? Um trying to think what they they really haven't done it too much recently.
0: Tolesto is pretty much the same.
2: Yeah, Tolesto is pretty much the same. Um mm-hmm. that one's just stupid though.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Um you know i it really isn't that many, actually, that they've brought back. Is it? I'm looking through... Sleeper uh, sleeper's way worse than it was in Destiny 1. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much the same, though. Like, I, I want them to fundamentally change the way the weapon works. Um, Like, I... So, I, I'm, i like, for instance, like, Galohorn. If you brought it into Destiny 2, I think it would be completely and utterly underwhelming. Like, G- Gallarhorn was crazy in Destiny 1, but Anarchy would dwarf it. It, w- it wouldn't even be close, you know? It's, um... Galhorn was crazy because you could do two weapons worth of DPS. Well, anarchy shotgun hot swapping, you're doing three weapons worth of DPS, you know? It's just I I I'm a I'm a very firm believer of uh personally new, new, new or heavily revamped content. Um, but preferably completely new stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm you know, I'm with you on that. I want new stuff. I get excited about playing something new, not necessarily It's not that I don't want old stuff back, but I feel like Bungie is just doing too much of that, where it's like now they're just doing it because it's easier for them to pump out more content, right? If they brought back an old weapon from the past, maybe once a year, twice a year, you know, something like that, I get it. But they're doing it at at such a rate where I, I worry that we're sacrificing new content as well in the process.
2: Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to think like are they really doing it that much i'm sure like so i can think of vax obviously but once again that's like it's a new gun it's barely even the same but what's like the last one okay like
1: let me give you an example they're bringing back a ton of like old old exotics especially they they've brought back and i kind of get it but
2: oh you mean like the nightfall weapons and stuff
1: The nightfall weapons and every and everything like that and i'm not saying that it's bad that we're getting things like shadow price back i mean we've wanted these weapons in the game right But will it get to a point where we're just getting too much of this stuff back? Like, let me give you an example. Iron Banner. We're getting Destiny 2 stuff from Vanilla Destiny 2. We're not really getting anything that's really new. It almost feels like...
2: This is where my argument with that comes in, though. Because, like, so the two examples would be Occluded Finality and the Hand Cannon. But, like, they were static roles in Warmind. So, like, they have completely different perks now got those weapons and so and and, and like i don't really count that as like yeah they're bringing them back but i think they're just realizing that weapons full potential and then like you have things like palindrome and it's like it's it's just different in destiny 2 right as half the perk pool if not more is just completely different um i just don't i i see what you're saying but like i don't if it's palindrome or they make it look different and give it the same skill those are like a perk pool. It doesn't really make any difference to me. I don't care if it's called or, or named name the same thing. If it feels different and it has a different function and a different role to fill, I'm fine with it. I I really could care less. If it takes Bungie an hour less to come up with a cool name because they can pick something from Destiny One, to hell with it. I don't care. Um, and I yeah. like same thing, same thing with hung jury. Like hung jury in Destiny Two is not hung jury from Destiny One. Uh, it can come it can roll with that same combo, but it's like it's a very different feeling weapon because it the games are very yeah, yeah exactly exactly and so it's like i i feel like people get hung up on that and that's perfectly fine that's that's to each their own um but i just i personally just don't have a problem with it like messenger and destiny 2 is completely different than messenger and destiny 1 mostly because of desperado but that changes the gun so much like i don't care if it's radrix's i don't care if it's another gun i don't care if it's messenger it fits a different role than that gun fit in Destiny 1. So in my mind, it's not the same gun, right? even if it's called the same thing, right? So I don't really mind it that much. Uh, but if they like carbon copy and exotic in, and they, have, they really haven't done that very much in Destiny 2. But they did it with, uh, like I said, Monte Carlo. Um, uh, Mida is the exact same. Like, then I start having problems with it. But if like they, you know, they're just saving time on like the design work a little bit and they're like, we're still going to give this thing a different role in the game, whatever. I uh, do it. More power to you. You know,
0: I don't mind them putting some D1 weapons into the n- the Nightfalls um, because I'd rather have them than not have them. You know, like if they can produce these weapons like faster and bring them to us, you know, and, and just like you know, with new perks and things like that, I would rather have them than not have them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And and maybe it was a bad example because I mean I do enjoy having all of these
1: weapons come back during Nightfalls. Like let me give you an example. Before, I didn't really care to play Nightfalls because there was nothing special that Nightfall was going to drop for me. Now, you have the Plug 1, you have the Hung Jury, you have Shadow Price, you have all these weapons coming back that are special, and you can grind for different roles, and, and Bungie can incentivize you with double drops. So there's a lot more incentives to play that Nightfall activity. And Adept Nightfalls too, are the adept versions of the guns from the Grandmaster.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love my adapt shadow price like it's it's baller and crucible, actually. So I can't wait to get my adapt
1: shadow price. I will get one. I will get one last season. I didn't I, I didn't start playing the game until about, I would say, two to three weeks into end of the season. So I really had to crunch a ton of gameplay to level up. I didn't make it to the to the power cap where you can play the Grandmasters, but this season, I'm ready. I'm 13:35, or I think 13:36 on my highest. So we're ready you know? to go. We're going to make it happen. When are the Grandmasters coming
0: out? Is it in a I think it's June 22nd? I okay. believe. June 22nd. Hmm.
1: So I got to ask, Scarrow Nine, have you ever soloed a Grandmaster nightfall? Is that even possible?
2: Oh, it is very possible. People do it. Uh, that the man is question guy ATP. Um, he he does it very frequently. Um, it's never been so for me when I do like solo uh, content. I enjoy like the high high intensity, like stuff that pushes me. Like you know, I really liked Oracles because I had to memorize the sounds, and I really liked Argos because I had to uh, memorize exactly what skulls to do where at one combination and and that sort of stuff um i love i love stuff that pushes like my memory and my ability to think on a f- on the fly and uh, apply my game knowledge and game sense um stuff like solo grandmasters it's more like camp in this corner and shoot enemies from five million feet away so to me I- i'm not saying it doesn't take skill because it takes an incredible amount of skill and an incredible amount of patience but uh that is much less appealing to me um it might be something uh, chat has been expressing a lot of interest in seeing those runs. So, I'm, if I have some time, I might, you know, be trying them this season. Um, but like any day of the week, if it's like solo Templar or go solo solo GM, I know I can do both. But I would much rather do the thing that's like more fast paced and a lot more um, intense and that sort of stuff than just like camping in one corner and throwing supercharged nades at the boss every 15 seconds or whatever. So. Uh, but yes, it's. Uh, I believe you can solo every single grandmaster that's ever come out up to this point.
1: We will be watching out for your videos because I've never soloed. I mean, even just doing a grandmaster nightfall. I don't know if I've done one last season. Period. Let alone solo anything like that. So I'm very interested to see your video when yeah. that comes out. So we'll be looking out for that. So on a slightly different topic, what would you say is your proudest achievement in the destiny community
2: one time when i only had a couple thousand subscribers bungie and i guess activision acknowledged my existence and asked me to come to the destiny 2 reveal event but i Amazing. honestly like yeah it was really cool actually i like my my proudest achievement uh last uh you know bungie does the g2g thing every year um and the last two years together i think we've raised over 1200 dollars. i think um which is or not 1200 excuse me uh last wow. year specifically i think we almost if we didn't raise 7500 we got really close to it um so that's really cool and like it, it's always really fun stuff and that that stuff actually like makes an impact uh, to local children's hospitals which is really cool um but other than that i don't i don't really know like i tr- I just i'm not really the type of person to put moments on pedestals like that like it's always like off to the the next bigger and better thing and it's not like uh i don't have like glory days i guess you know so i don't i don't really i like i that's such a bad answer i'm so sorry i don't really i just like when i think about like my destiny career like what am i most proud of it's just like the fun i've had the friends i've made and the good we've done all, all that's it, a great answer so.
1: That's that's a that's an amazing answer. I I had a couple of moments, I think, like learning that Bungie has listened to or listens to the podcast. I think that to me was just I never imagined in my entire life that that would ever happen, period. And the day that I learned that Bungie actually listens to me, that was like, okay, if nobody else listened to the podcast and just Bungie listened, I'm set. I'm good. So I think that was kind of a proud thing for me
2: that's awesome
1: but otherwise yeah i i think you know the, the friendships yeah i think you know we've had some incredible incredible times playing through some great content in the game whether it be you know going flawless in trials for the first time like you always remember that right like your first raid like those were really cool moments and um uh, i'm excited that we're still here we're still playing the game bungie yeah. is still producing content and not only that, but we have several major expansions, at least, in the game. And I'm sure we're not going to end Destiny right after Lightfall. I'm sure it's going to continue as a franchise in some capacity. And I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the future of that.
2: Yeah. Um. So actually, Sai uh, and chat He's uh. He's probably my oldest mod. He's really awesome. Um. He actually brought up a good point. He said, uh, "I would." say the best community involvement was corridors of time. So I was actually like, uh, I'm really good friends with Hoplite. Uh, She's uh, one of the, she, I think she founded the raid secrets discord and she's always like, she always leads like those uh, things. And then I got the opportunity to be like on the first like handful of people working on the corridors of time. Like uh, it was like me, Chevy, Sweatsicle, Hoplite, Parasito, a couple more people. not leaving anyone out on purpose i promise but uh there's only like that first day there's like seven or eight of us just doing like spreadsheets and uh that
0: that was nuts i remember watching that i remember that yeah yeah Yeah.
2: i think i streamed um Mm -hmm. that week was crazy because you know i in the lab i'm required to work uh you know uh, around 50 hours a week is what our, our boss pushes us to do um, and that week I streamed quarters of time for over 45 hours, so it's like I was literally averaging like three hours of sleep a night, if that it was the worst and best week of my life. Um, and uh, I made a deal with chat, uh, because we were at like 47,000 subs. I was like, if we hit 50,000 subs this week, uh, I'll get the tattoo. Chevy somehow heard that, and he just like just drove everyone to my channel, and so long story short, I ended up getting a tattoo for corridors at the time and um I think like my involvement with that and and I made a lot of friends that week like a lot of really funny people uh we and really talented people we made a lot of great memes um Hoplite just got a game uh testing position at Bungie, probably because of her like her involvement and stuff like that, and uh that really she she helped with um i deserve yeah huge that's amazing could not go to a more deserving person uh and her involvement with that really started with niobi labs but i think she really solidified herself as like a leader in the secret part of the community like there and like i'm just happy to be a part of like that like that she asked me if i wanted to help and that i got to be a part of that entire thing like it was uh not really an achievement but an amazing experience that really i think highlights the best parts of the the destiny community for sure
0: Wow, it was an awesome collaborative effort for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty
1: awesome. And and Sai actually said you had thousands of new subs that week.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I went from like forty-seven thousand to over fifty thousand. Like we, oh, it, it was it was crazy. And that um, is insane. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was I I wish they would do more stuff like that. Like I'm sure that's not easy for Bungie to to develop. I'm sure it's actually really
0: hard. Um that's probably better than the almighty event right oh yeah oh my goodness like i'm not hitting yeah, like i'm
2: I'm glad they're trying new new things um and i think the tricky thing is with puzzles like it's always hard to make it like a community-wide effort like yeah sure like you know i was streaming for 45 hours and people would give me their hexagons and we would enter them into spreadsheets and stuff but at the end of the day like people are going to feel like that streamers are are doing more because uh just because we're like we're highlighting all of the work um and it's hard to make a community puzzle that's like evenly spread out across like people like casuals and people who play hardcore but aren't content creators and uh you know everyone and so i think bungie seems like they would rather make things like the arrivals event where everyone can partake in it and uh watch the traveler blow up or whatever that
0: was pretty cool that was pretty it cool. it was really cool that it was
2: really excellent but yeah. what i will say is we never yeah. ever had any error code problems with corridors of time <laughs> so like it's it's yeah. it's it's harder it's when you get more of the community involved to such an extent i think it's harder for them to manage but more people feel uh involved so i like a healthy balance of the two um i love like you know going back to the call of duty zombies background like i was a huge easter egg hunter like i love puzzles and stuff like that and um i i, I wish Bungie would do a little bit more like lean into that uh, a little bit more often um it's probably a resources thing but uh when they do it they do it perfectly
0: yeah even um zero hour missions. yeah yeah zero so hour that was, that was really fun yeah. whisper
2: was huge uh yeah. for the channel um an amazing uh event um even things like uh it, within whisper and within zero hour as well like um they they always put like in you know in whisper you had the oracle puzzle was, uh, yeah. and the zero hour you had the weird number that was that yeah. was something <laughs> you had yeah. that puzzle yeah. <laughs> um with uh they did one with the beyond lights uh collector's edition you could there was like a huge community wide like uh what was it? oh you went to the website and it gave you a gif and then if you arranged all of the thousands and thousands of gifts in a specific order they would flash and spell out words and it gave you the missing pages of clovis bray's journal um i love that stuff so much oh in the uh the sh- the shadow keep collector's edition came with the cryptolith that you could solve, like, oh, yeah, dude, that dude, that's is like the
1: only one I missed. I missed that one. Ugh, so I'm kicking good. myself to this day that I didn't buy it.
2: Hey, I'm sure you so can get head. like a one on eBay at some point or something.
1: Yeah, for like eight hundred dollars. I don't have that kind of money.
2: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: That's it's so expensive. I mean, you can get it on eBay, but it's so overly expensive that it's like I would need to win a lottery to um, splurge like that. Yeah. But uh, but yes. So. Scarrow nine e3 is right around the corner literally we're right at the cusp of e3 what games do you want to see at this year's e3 event
2: man i'm so bad at this because i don't play a lot of games um uh i don't think bungie will have any reveals unfortunately i agree Um,
1: i don't think they will either
2: i think uh man what else do i play i really don't play a lot of games uh maybe an outriders dlc that would uh, do they do D- DLCs at E3?
0: Surely they do. Um, oh, I'm sure they do. Square Enix has, has, Square Enix has a um event. I oh, there think you go. Sunday, man.
2: I, I had such high hopes for Outriders. I played the hell out of it for a week or two. Uh, maybe, maybe a DLC to give it some end game content. But like, like thinking back to the games that I've actually played over the last couple of years, uh, like, I'm real boring. Like, I'll play Minecraft, I'll play, I played the two Doom games outriders anthem uh let me close my one second uh poor anthem Poor poor (laughs) anthem yep i played uh i did play a a bit of world war uh what was the uh, cold war and then uh borderlands 3 but like i don't play a lot of games i don't really have time between destiny and everything else unfortunately um
1: yeah um i'm with you there and it, yeah. it's it's tough because like i want to play borderlands i i think that the game is awesome but it, it's such a massive game or like the yeah. elder scrolls online i have friends who really want me to check out the elder scrolls game um they came out with a new expansion just last week i believe yeah and i i do try to play a bit of pokemon because i do have a nintendo switch and you know, it's not the kind of game that's going to take you like a massive amount of time, like within 50 to 100 hours over the course of a year, you can probably get it all done. Playing right. part time. So I do try to take breaks to play Pokemon. But yeah, I'm I'm with you there, man. I like destiny is such a grind that I always just end up playing that.
2: Yeah, I guess like, if I need to answer tiny Tina's, I want more answer on that the Wonderlands. Yeah. Um, I would love to see something about Elder Scrolls 6, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Six. Uh we'll see. Oh, what about Starfield. What about Starfield as well. Oh, oh yeah. yes, dude. Starfield. I can't
2: forget about this. Uh, Starfield, I want to see more stuff of. I want to see what type of game it is.
0: The Callisto. we're project. gonna see it at... yeah, yeah. Um, that that's former Dead Space. Yes, dude. Developers. I'm such
2: a dead space yeah. nerd. Like, I love I love horror and uh dead space is like up there um maybe they've been working on a new bioshock for like five years maybe a little hint at
0: that there's rumors there's rumors about that wait no, i'd be in 3 i'm not sure about e3 but 2k does have a presence at e3 oh, this man, year I would so, be so happy it's,
2: yeah it's possible yeah so like those like like dystopian horror games like yes more of those
0: um I would love to see a return to Silent Hill. I, yeah, I, I that's some a, sort uh, of. Yeah, it I mean, hell.
2: but like, would Kojima be involved anymore? I don't.
1: Probably. I don't not. know. I don't think they, so. they
0: have to get the IP from Konami. They have yeah. to have somebody yeah. be able to like but, he, lend them the IP. He was
2: the one. Like, if they can't, like Konami just tries to make it. Like, but he he was the heart and soul of those games, right? So, or at least we think. Um I. Well, I
0: he was going to yeah be. Yeah, yeah yeah until the fallout right happened. right yeah.
2: and so mm-hmm. i uh yeah man that would be really cool as well um back for blood i think the beta starts soon i was a huge left for dead fan oh yeah yep um yeah now that i'm like you got me you got me in this the 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 old the old Scaro mentality where it's like i did, the, did you
0: happen to play resident evil uh Village? no so i've never
2: played any of the resident evil so i didn't pick it up Oh,
0: you're yeah. missing out if you R- like horror games. Oh, man. Resident Evil 2 Remake is a great right, game. I have, if I get some that.
2: free time, I, I might have to check them out then.
0: Um, that is worth a playthrough. So, if you really sure. want to be scared, and if
1: you have a PSVR, uh, a Resident Evil 7 in PSVR is probably the scariest thing you will ever play.
2: Huh. <laughs> um,
1: I lasted 30 minutes, and then I said I can't <laughs> do this.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm just looking, I'm looking over my my very scarce game shelf i don't know man i think yeah between everything that we just listed there like give me some survival dystopian horror games and then give me some uh some updates on um tiny tina's and and maybe some other titles and uh, skyrim or uh, uh elder, elder scrolls six
0: yeah, yeah that's something a great, like that. that's
1: great um, choice i'm a huge fan huge
0: huge fan yeah starfield is first yeah so what they, is what is yeah. do,
2: we don't know anything about starfield except for the title card right
0: it's basically gonna be bethesda's destiny i think i feel like that that's that's what i feel I like will, it's gonna be okay like i've okay.
2: learned my lesson and i'm gonna say this and i'm, I'm totally gonna, lying to myself because i know i'll get hyped but i will i cannot allow myself to get hyped up about another looter shooter i'll make content it's, i'll check it out but it's been like eight times in the past three years I've been burned.
0: Like it's, it's going to be fallout in space. I see that,
2: that would be cool. But also if they just take that, mm-hmm. I was ranting about this the other day. I actually, I might be one of the only people on earth, but I dislike how elder Scrolls and fallout are like the same game in different settings. You know, like I, I, how so many of
0: their, yeah. if they have Jane, you got the Bethesda. Yeah, jank. exactly. Like
2: they feel the same. <laughs> they're like they're both super yeah. clunky but I think the super clunkiness mm-hmm. works a lot better in like sky like like elder scrolls more than like, like if you're adding gunplay, it's gotta be buttery smooth. You're competing against games like destiny, like apex legends where like gunplay is like second to none. Right. And it's, I just don't think those games.
0: Let's just hope they upgraded that. Yes, engine. That's, yes. That's all I'm about to yes.
2: Say. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I will definitely check it out. Like I, uh, I'm, that is the type of game that it, that would intrigue me if it, if it is going to be something like that. Um, but we'll just we're going to see, see it
0: at E three. It's not going to release this year, but I think we're going to see. Uh, yeah, it I'm I'm down the, for it, man. I'm, I'm all at the Microsoft.
2: Yep, I'm, all, I'm always in for uh, giving hype to stuff. So that
1: there. would be pretty pretty sweet. So Scarrow, on that note, what an amazing amazing interview. We have one more question for you as part of our interview segment, and the last question we have for you is. What is next for you in your YouTube journey as you approach 70,000 guardians strong?
2: Oh, I have no idea. I don't plan that far ahead. I, uh, I wake up <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm going to do something next. Uh, what is next for me? I think we're going to try to do two man Deep Stone Crypt Flawless in the next couple of weeks or at least start practicing it. So maybe that question mark more videos and live streams that's for sure but uh i don't have i don't really have anything insightful i apologize i don't i uh really i'm coming up on the most stressful part of my uh, phd candidacy uh later this fall and it's like once i'm over that hump like your phd is pretty much guaranteed like for it's like a most most people when you pass this defense i'm coming up uh on like once you pass that like you're it's downhill for the the last year and a half but like i'm stressing hard like coming up to the vertex and uh so youtube's kind of like it's just i i don't have any grand elegant plans it's like i do this on the side when i have time i'll stream a couple times a week and i'll just do fun stuff but no major projects in the works right now i i don't really have the the mental time for
0: it so just vibing woo it'll be quite the accomplishment though when you i hope so yeah
2: yeah this uh so once i get over this this second it's two second out of third defense uh in my career it's the hardest one um then it'll just be i'll do another year and a half of research and then my final defense which is pretty much a finish lap uh, or like a victory lap and then i'll be done but i just need to get over this second defense first and then once i'm there like i'll then I can show out. And I can start doing a lot of fun nonsense, like ranking videos that take me hundreds of hours again. But until then I don't really have the, I don't really have the time. So.
1: Well, well we will definitely be watching your videos and looking out for your content, whether you're live streaming or in terms of guides and, and different uh, exotic uh, videos. And, and thank you so, so much for uh, joining us for our discussion with the Guardians, we do have a few more things to talk about here on the show tonight. Of course, we have Iron Banner. Iron Banner is here. It is live. It's happening right now. This is the second Iron Banner of season of the Splicer, and this week Iron Banner is live. We have some things to talk about in terms of Iron Banner. Some feedback that we can offer in terms of what's good, what's bad. So I wanted to take this time to kind of talk a little bit about Iron Banner and the state that it is in today and where we feel it should be. Uh, I know scarrow 9 you made a really awesome video earlier today that you put out on the topic of Iron Banner, discussing the loot system and how it can be improved in terms of the rate drops of the uh, Reese Walker shotgun.
2: Yeah. well the loot system sucks in general but it really took the uh trying to get a weapon from iron banner to to realize how bad it really was
1: so let's talk about that a little bit in terms of the loot system in the game right now what can bungie do to make it better and what what elements about it are dragging down the system that currently exists in the game
2: yeah, I just uh, I think the lottery system kind of needs to go like at least the the unbelievably bad odds of the lottery system need to go. I think um, there are two options, one of which I mentioned in the video, one of which I didn't. So uh, my favorite option is like sort of like how they do raid loot now where you can say like, hey, I've earned this gun. I can spend 20 tokens or whatever because that's four wins. So it's like I can spend 20 tokens to get a, a roll of this. Uh, and at least you're guaranteed the weapon. Uh, it's still one in thousands of chances to get um the the role that you want, the perfect 5 out of 5. But that is much better than the one in over 24,000 uh that it is right now from random drops. I think targeted farming is really good. Uh you could also do um a system that might work as well as like an umbral system similar to that where it's like hey, you want a kinetic so it, the, you buy a kinetic package and it'll drop you a random kinetic uh something like that and that way they could you could even have an option where it drops like two perks in the second slot like the umbrals did last season um something it just needs to be more targeted you know i i don't think this whole just the endless 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 grind for stuff is gonna really work anymore um there needs to be a grind but no one wants to play iron banner for 10 hours, let alone hundreds, you know? So, uh, I think the, the loot system needs to be refined a little bit and a little bit more targeted.
0: Remember when they had re rolling in destiny one for iron banner? Yeah. So, I yeah. That. Actually. So re- yeah.
2: I, I have a love hate with re rolling. Like I, well, mostly hate. Like I, I think like the house of wolves re rolling where you just spend moats. Like, I think that is a little bit not grind intensive enough. Right. Um, you could probably make it in a way, but I, I I like the targeted, the targeted like I can pick like I'm going to get a Reese Walker. Um, I don't care if they make the perk pool stupid big like the uh, the playlist weapons. So like if you get like a frozen orbit, like there's 700 perks that can come on that thing. Um, so as long as I'm like guaranteed to get like a Reese Walker, I think that's that's like a good system in my mind. Like more they they hit the stride with the the raid loot. It's been nothing but positive feedback. I think they should really take that and apply it to Trials and to Iron Banner and to various aspects of the game. You can have random drop exotics or uh, legendaries that are, you know, like your playlist weapons. Like, that's fine. But for your more powerful end game options, those need to be more targeted, I think.
0: Yeah. So you mean when you actually get the weapon, then you can, like, you hit the chest at the end and you, you know, trade materials, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, pretty. Spoils. so like, keep
2: the Iron Banner token system, but it's like, it's the same format as the the of Glass chest. You do the quest, you unlock the shotgun, and then it's like, I can spend 20 tokens to get a targeted roll. Like, I can just get a randomly rolled Grease Walker, but at least I'm not fighting a 1 in 16 chance to get a Grease Walker to drop in the first place, and then hope for the perks I want.
0: Yeah, I yeah. like Destiny 1. Like, I liked when you got the you got the like end of loot or end of match rewards, you yep. know, I, I, I still think they just need to bring back the, uh, post game reward screen. Yeah. Like, yeah. So in destiny I, like, one,
2: wasn't it? Um, I could be remembering it correctly, but wasn't it like two or three weapons per iron banner? They rotated every iron banner and those were the post game drops.
0: Is that- yeah but you could also buy the ones like when you had like i don't know a certain amount of like uh reputation oh yeah like the iron you, glory buy, or whatever yeah. that's right yeah when you got the reputation like for each uh because i think the bounties they weren't just weekly some of them were daily too and everything and you you got drops way more too mm-hmm. like they, the, the the weapons did drop a ton more even the armor did too. There needs to be an iron banner prosperity
2: well. perk on your go
0: shell for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. Too. And I yeah, really it's a major in destiny 1
2: I believe yeah. it's been so long but I think it was like, uh, you know, you got your reputation from playing Iron Banner and from doing your bounties. And if I'm not mistaken, the higher your reputation was for the week, the more common it was to get post match rewards. Um I could be completely misremembering that, but I believe that was the case. And so by the end of the week, if you had grinded your butt off and you'd done all the bounties, you were getting a ton of drops. I, I think that's a good yeah. system as well. I like I don't mind the I like the targeted like these are the three weapons that are dropping post match this week in Iron Banner. Um, I think that's that's fine. I think that'd be cool.
1: I personally really love the system that we have in a raid in the vault of glass where you can farm for tokens to then turn in at the end for the drops that you want. And I do think that would be something that Bungie could probably easily implement into Iron Banner because I mean, the one in 16 chance just to get the gun and then you have to get a a better role. It's not sustainable, especially for an event that you have once a month.
2: Yeah, it's not yeah. even something
1: that's always around. It's it's literally available once a month. So I do think that Bungie needs to really reevaluate how the drops are being um, presented in the game with Iron Banner for sure.
2: Yeah, I think with between world drops and playlist drops, like there's plenty of this hoping for the right weapon with good perks. But um I feel like if the umbral system and the the raid system has shown us anything, it's like targeted farming does not eliminate all the hard work and it does not eliminate you know uh, the grind from the game it just targets it so you actually feel rewarded for your grind rather than i don't know spending spending 5100 tokens in the span of two hours and getting nothing for it not
0: getting screwed on your your bounties when you're turning them in and you get the same like pair of pants four times in a uh, row. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly that. But yes, I I've been saving tokens since. Uh, I don't think I've spent a single warmind or a single iron banner token since warmind. Um, and I just spent them all yesterday. <laughs> wow! And that's when oh, I was wow. like, "Wow, this system is very bad."
1: That's crazy. So, and you still didn't get a god roll.
2: I I got a couple four out of fives. I think the best thing I. Uh, the, I, I got an iron reach slideways, that was alright. And then I got a quick draw killing wind. That was alright. Bad masterwork though, unfortunately. But I like keeping um I have a I have a feeling that I don't know this for sure, obviously, but I, I would not be surprised if at some point in the future we were able to re-roll the masterworks like we could in vanilla. Or non-vanilla, but more mind They allowed us to do that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some sort of return to that. Uh, so I like to keep, like, god rolls that are, like, god rolls, but the masterworks gone are, like, bad. Like, I just throw those in the vault, and I just hang on to them for a bit, see if that'll come to fruition.
1: Yeah, no, that that definitely makes sense, and I, I've collected quite a few uh, masterworks and god rolls, hopefully, that will be really good in the future when they buff things in the game. Um, So what about in terms of the Iron Banner loot? Are, do you both feel that we're getting enough loot in the game in terms of the rewards, justifying the chase? Do you think Reese Walker and uh, what was the other weapon,
2: Archon's uh, Thunder? Maybe Archon's
1: Thunder. Yep. Yeah. Are they enough to keep players engaged in Iron Banner?
2: I think the problem isn't the loot. I think it's the the Iron Banner structure. Like I I think sure. I mean Reese Walker is yeah. Um. I just like uh if you add like the igneous hammer last season was enough to get people re-engaged with trials for a couple weeks like i think the main problem with iron banner is not the loot i think it's iron Banner is boring you know it's been the same thing always it needs a shake up, yeah I yeah feel like. but iron banner rift iron banner mayhem something it just needs to be not what it is yeah. now uh at least for a little bit give it a title give it some new armor you know like um the weapons are are fine especially when you know the metas of changing and uh not only that but they brought back the 2 Warmind weapons as well this this season last season i don't remember um it was this season and uh
0: yeah it was you know. I,
2: i've heard a lot of people the uh the occluded finality like people like apparently that thing's stickier than hell like it's actually like a crazy good sniper um i haven't gotten a good one yet but um Oh, actually, I did get a good one. Look at that. I was just looking through my dim, and I was like, oh, that's a five out of five. I didn't even know I had that. Well, there you go. Um, it's... Uh, yeah. I Yeah, I, I think the rewards are fine, but I think the the big thing about Iron Banner is, like, we need a renewed focus on it, uh, which they said they're doing soon, so hopefully.
0: Yeah, like I said, when I said it needs a shake-up, I feel like it needs a new... I don't know. Uh, like... It, I don't know if it needs some sort of like injection of like some new ideas might possibly you yeah. know like i'm not saying reinvent the wheel or anything but i think it would some freshness brought into the activity yeah new new I game modes would well
2: and uh potentially yeah. i mean even a couple maps you know it's, it's one of those things
0: why, why can't we have like some like I, I got an idea remember um combined arms from V yes. one. You know, like why can't we have like a combined arms? Combined iron arms, banner.
2: but because
0: of yeah. the the consoles and computers
2: are they're more powerful now. Do it twelve on twelve. Yes, and yes. really make it a freaking yeah. iron banner, dude. Just chaos. Yeah. First light back. Um, there. First light. Uh, Bastion. Bastion. Uh, What's the other uh, Sky Shock. Yes, yeah, Sky
0: Shock. Oh my gosh, that would be yeah. dope. I'm yeah. here for it. I I think you would get people in and play yeah, like, because you're bringing a new idea and a new identity to the, to the and first light is yeah.
2: already in the game. Like we, it's an override this season right. and it was in part of shadow keep as well. Like that would, that would be crazy. Like make it, so that's, I think that's the thing that, that these game modes are missing. Like trials just feels like elimination. Iron banner just feels like control. And it's like, it's like those, but sweatier. I, I think if you really want these game modes to succeed, I think they need to be unique. Like, that's the reason, like, Solstice is so nice, because it brings you the EAZ. And that's the reason, like, um, Festival of the Lost, like, the, the forest isn't the coolest thing ever, but at least it's something new. Um, I think Iron Banner, like, if you did something stupid, like, just just off the cuff, weird like that, i think it'd just be more fun you know i think that'd be really cool
0: yeah i mean i i feel like it would breathe life back into the activity yeah things like that and you could alternate it you know you could have like you said rift because we had i think a rift iron banner i think yeah yeah we did
2: i I and we we definitely had a mayhem iron banner i don't that might have been in destiny 2 though but yeah i don't like it just seems to be different you know it's like if i want to play control i'm gonna go just play control you know what is iron banner offering me other than the reese walker now um
0: yeah i love the combined arms like yeah idea. that's the a. have like never a heard someone
2: float. float that idea before but that's like that's an amazing yeah. idea
1: yeah yeah i think that would really spice things up and make things interesting and yeah i think that would make iron banner better And uh, to your point, I think, you know, adding something that's a little bit different and and new and exciting, like the uh, seasonal uh, special events that we get with um, uh, what is it the solstice of heroes with the EAZ and Halloween event that we get, like, these are really fun things in the game that really make things a little different and, you know, unique and fun. So uh, I'm all for that. Now. Yeah. So in terms of the actual Iron Banner gameplay this season, are you both pretty happy with it? Do you feel that the game needs a little bit more balancing with Iron Banner? What's your thought on, on that?
2: Now that Stasis is gone, it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Stasis was just so bad. And so one thing I... i i'm It's so weird, and I did not expect this to happen at all, but now that Stasis is gone, I thought every game before ended in a Mercy now like every game ends in a mercy like it's not even close like i i um i might be because we were six stacking but we were six stacking for last night for like an hour or two i i truly do not think there was a single game that was not a mercy it's it makes the games go super fast which is awesome because you're just blowing through tokens and um also there's a weekly challenge to get like a full rank up like 16 ranks in crucible um yeah that's
1: that's that's awesome yeah i actually played iron banner earlier this week with a a six stack as well and we pretty much we mercied almost every match it's funny because once two people backed out we were getting mercied it was weird right like as soon as we got random people in the match we started getting mercied and
2: and then i just kind
1: of got off but like for i would say like eight or nine matches we were pretty much mercying everybody until people started dropping off
2: yeah i don't know how they're gonna balance that i don't I, it's just i I don't know i don't know I, th- I think uh crucible feels really good in terms of like gunplay and stuff right now there's a couple really dominant abilities but um
1: yeah i i think the game is much much better balanced now that stasis has been tuned for the crucible so i'm really happy to see that change come to the game because i feel like since beyond light came out it has been pretty devastating in the crucible where the balancing was just way way off in the game
0: yeah that's actually promising i haven't had a chance to play crucible since they made the uh stasis it's way less stasis
2: um it's i mean it's real nice it's it's very nice just don't try to like i was running behemoth for a bit because i was like oh they couldn't hurt it that bad it feels awful dude which is like wow. that's great but it's when you um are you both pc players yes okay i play mostly on pc i'm on both i play on ps5 and pc okay yeah Um, so it it might be a little bit different for me then because you know i'm pc exclusive like the crucible pc versus console two different things right like pc gameplay is 50 times faster and uh behemoth was like that's why i loved behemoth because it was like it had you had the slide you had the melee like it's all movement based and it's crazy or it was crazy like you could just go everywhere so fast uh it now if you use behemoth it feels like you're playing console (laughs) it's like you are so slow all the time
0: and um they really nerfed like the speed yeah because you have to like
2: sprint for a solid second and a half before you get the extended slide your melee doesn't push you forward as much anymore um do you so do you remember right before eater of worlds came out and they nerfed uh shoulder charge so it was like you did it but you didn't go anywhere
0: i remember that that's that's like
2: exactly what they did to behemoth gotcha um Hmm. so uh top tree dawn you know very fast movement um very that's pretty much the the crutch now uh hunters with uh high mobility and stompies uh titans with dune marchers like that's like the pc meta right now like just moving as fast as possible uh behemoth fell way out of it it's like it's not even close i i wouldn't be surprised if it's one of the least used
0: subclasses those are way less revenant hunters oh yeah i
2: think revenant's the best out of the three but it's still like non-existent and i think the only reason revenant's the best out of three is because it's got that the movement skill gap which is uh once again more prevalent on pc but the shatter dive is like that's like you know you have these insane like 7.0s that are like always snorting like mountain dew and they just they can do every movement at once somehow that's like their bread and butter is like that shatter dive um but even even then like it's way less prevalent like a lot more uh mid um rate uh way of the wraith what's that called the hunter middle tree void okay uh way uh thing what I don't know what the name of that is. That subclass, a lot more top tree domblade. Um, I've seen a lot of bottom tree hammers. I've seen a lot of strikers. Um, a lot
0: of bubbles. That that's good to see, yep. though. That's good. Yep. You um, know, it, one class shouldn't dominate. One subclass shouldn't dominate. Like, oh, there should be some sort of like, you, yep. know, uh, you, you know, you should have yeah. options. You should have options for how
1: you want to play the game, and you shouldn't feel like. You're not able to your
2: your pigeonhole exactly
0: like one point. the
2: one yeah. downside is stasis was awesome for playing cheaters and trials because you just freeze them and then you could kill them. Um, last week, they picked Shores of time, which is one of my least favorite maps in the entire game for trials, and it was just like, I have never played more cheaters in my entire life. It was crazy, like they were just running rampant, and you can't do anything about it, especially on a map like that. so um, I'm hoping for like Cauldron or something uh next week. Uh make it playable. But uh that's just a like a PC player thing, like, you know, gotta deal with the cheaters. woo
1: you know, and I'm I'm curious with uh crossplay coming fairly soon. At least we know it's coming this year. Do you think next that next season? It's oh wow. Next I think this season, is, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. That's yep. really soon so is this going to be a problem with pvp with iron banner with trials like how is this going to impact the landscape because pc is a totally different beast from consoles even with the playstation 5 and the xbox series x
2: um they did say it would be opt-in which is good i think for for pc players it'll be awesome because uh you'll the most the most important thing is you're diluting the player base so that you play fewer cheaters. Like, that is always the most important thing. Um, the more people you have playing in an activity, the less likely you are to play a cheater. And so I think for PC players, that'll be great. I think it'll be a rude awakening for a lot of um, console players that, like, like, if you're on controller and you've never played against someone on mouse and keyboard before, I feel like it's going to be very hard for some people to... Uh, adapt like it's not it's they definitely can compete but it's like a controller player has to play differently i feel against a pc player than versus another controller player um at least in my experience um just because you know pc players we're all on crack we're jumping we're jumping up we're freaking dodging everywhere we're freaking 390 no scoping things it's nuts just because you can flick your mouse so much
1: yeah, um, it's it's pretty crazy. And I'll tell you something. When I play on PC, I'm still playing with a PS4 controller. I know, I admit it. Um, I'm still trying to get used to keyboard and mouse. However, I do have a high refresh monitor with a fairly decent graphics card. I have a 3070. And um, so I can play in like high refresh and high frames. Mm-hmm. Um, it It's pretty good, but I can tell that when i try to play keyboard and mouse it's much more responsive it's so much faster
2: yeah i think that's the the thing like you know people are always talking about the targeting and stuff i in my opinion the biggest disparity between mouse and keyboard and controller is sensitivity um because maximum sensitivity on controller is nothing like i don't know why they capped it where they did for destiny but it sucks it's so slow um if if you can you know if you play just as well at a higher sensitivity as someone at a lower sensitivity, the higher sensitivity is more likely to win those initial engagements because they're going to be able to get those first shots off faster. Um, they're going to be able to track better, not including aim assist and that sort of stuff. Um, that's That, in my opinion, is the main reason why you always see so many PC teams get Worlds first because like for Oracles, for instance, I can do a quick flick and I can see all seven locations. Whereas if someone's on controller, it takes them more time and so like people are always like pc is better because it runs more i uh, in my opinion having played thousands of hours on both the biggest difference is that the ability to be aware of more of your surrounding due to a higher sensitivity on mouse and keyboard and i think that applies just as much to high-end pve as it does to pvp um and it's just like that's why the game's so much faster because you can
0: yeah
2: you you know you need traction on controller uh, you don't need that. I can I can do like millisecond turns, one eighties on PC, no problem. Um, I literally like flick my mouse a quarter of an inch to the right, and I've done a full three sixty right. Like it's that that is the the largest limiting factor in my opinion. I think that's why a lot of people are gonna gonna take a, a very long time to get used to playing against those types of players.
1: That's a really great point, and I I did not even consider that. Yeah. You know?
2: I feel like a lot of people don't and like so a lot like when I talk about like how much better I think mouse and keyboard is like a lot of people get really defensive about it but I think it really comes down to like a pure almost analytical standpoint like you can't you are able to do things faster on with a mouse so that just means that um if you can handle that that speed uh then you can just you can just do it faster right and that's just better in most scenarios so just it yeah, is no, what it that is that makes
1: sense and i i need to really practice more on keyboard and mouse and get used to it because there are huge advantages to it i mean my my mouse can it's as fast as like 16000 dpi which is like very very responsive yeah i'm curious what would be a good way to transition to keyboard and mouse
2: so i actually uh before i switched to pc destiny 2 with shadowkeeper right before Keeper, i had never played mouse and keyboard anything well like like RuneScape, but like n- n- never FPS or anything. Uh, and so what I did to practice, me and my friends uh, for the week before Destiny came back, all we did was play Minecraft on PC. And it, that helps you, because Minecraft has so many like uh, buttons, like uh, button maps that you can do. Uh, the, you can set the sensitivity to be about the same. uh slower gameplay, not as impactful. And so it's like just getting comfortable with the hand positions switching weapons or tools with you know your scroll or your numbers whatever you want to use um I'm a, I'm a firm believer that minecraft is the best way to learn mouse and keyboard
1: hmm i would never have guessed that minecraft yeah. fun fact i actually have minecraft on i think steam or one of the platforms i don't know how i ended up getting it but i don't i'm not a minecraft player but um for some
0: reason i picked it up time. we all secretly have minecraft we for- all have Minecraft. it is it by
2: over. and far the most sold game of all time i think it's like yeah. over 200 percent, like the most sold game of number yeah. one that's awesome yep. see yeah. i would
1: think it would yep. be the elder scrolls
2: five because they sold skyrim's up there but it's not it's not gta, like a- GTA 5 is up there yeah
0: Tetris, tetris is up there
2: we sports is up yep. there but that's cheating because it came with every week because it came with the week
0: <laughs> <laughs> it came with every week exactly and that's why it has yeah, so many uh, yeah
2: skyrim <laughs> is number 19 oh okay yep.
0: yeah because they you can play skyrim on everything, everything yeah. like a fridge apparently yeah. <laughs> um, so.
2: yeah just go play just start a survival world with your friends or whatever just screw around on minecraft and uh it, it make your bind like obviously minecraft isn't destiny but make your binds like as similar as possible like if you're going to be switching weapons with your scroll wheel do that in minecraft make your crouch and your sprint and your jump all the same buttons um bind far the best way to do it and match try to match your sensitivities it's hard between games because like shoe sizes there's not like really a universal scale like they're all kind of similar but they're all different um the best way that i've found to do it is from one side of your mouse pad to the other should be one full rotation of your character, um, at least to start off with. And so, if you you can very easily match that between games. Um, and well, uh, that's
1: that's great advice. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. That.
2: I, I I encourage everyone to go play Minecraft because it's a new update just came out. Awesome game. It's how you learn mouse and keyboard.
1: Awesome. Well, Shadow Price, we have a mission. We will be playing Minecraft sometime soon. So I hope, hope you're ready. <laughs> We're going to do it. So we'll see. <laughs> we have a this week at Bungie segment planned. However, we did promise that we will talk about something else. We're going to have a brief discussion about this uh, because we talked about it right before the show. We discussed Vault of Glass and it being the best raid in the game. We had a bit of a debate, friendly debate, right? So I'd like to talk about that before we move on to the Bungie weekly update, because I think the best raid in Destiny is a Vault of Glass. Oof. What do you both think?
2: Oof. No, 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 no. If I wanted to go stand, this is my, that's my biggest problem with the OG vault. I want to clarify. Destiny won Vault of Glass. The first, uh, build the spire, oracles, confluxes their stand the encounters um like all you do is stand right that's that's it and then templar joke in destiny one and destiny two unfortunately um unless you're soloing it then it's really fun uh gatekeepers wasn't even an encounter in destiny one like it was i mean it was but it wasn't you know uh and then atheon was fun but like compare atheon to any other final boss ever and it's just kind of like a pushover like I guess it's it's a really great introductory raid. I'm glad it exists. I don't think it's a bad raid. Um, they made it so much better in Destiny 2. It's still not the best, but it's it's top half for sure. But my, my biggest gripe with Vault of Glass is like, people really seem to like idolize like the weapons and the, the loot and stuff. But you know, I, as a player, and you guys too, I mean, we were bragging about our, our raid completions. Like we've all done every, like these raids, Tons of times, potentially hundreds of times. And it's like, I care about loot for, like, the first five. So, like, what, what really speaks to me is the replayability and uh, the how smooth the mechanics are, if there are mechanics. Um, and, and, you know, I really like min-maxing encounters as well. And so encounters like Confluxes and Oracles that you can't shorten and are just, especially, like, vanilla Destiny 1, where there were, what, nine rotations of the Oracles? Or seven? I think it was nine.
0: Yeah, it was... Th- it might have been nine, yeah. In the there it is yeah. either seven
2: or nine. Just an yeah. ungodly number of oracles. Yeah. Um, there's just nothing. There's nothing fun and engaging about that. It's like, oh, shoot the shiny thing. Oh, shoot the shiny thing. And it's like, well, I I love how they changed it in Destiny two, where you have to memorize the locations. I think that's a really cool twist on it. But like, if you compare like Riven, like how it's supposed to be done, which I I'm adamant that everyone needs to do it legit at least once. Um, that encounter is a goddamn masterpiece. It flows perfectly. It's beautiful. Everyone does something. It, it's like a it's like a a puzzle that's been just like greased in butter, so everything just like slides into place. Like just mm. and then like Vault of Glass is like, all right, five people stand still. This one guy's gonna get the pointy shield thing. Boom. You know, eh? Not really my cup of tea. Uh, I think the thing that really makes me dislike vault more like i don't hate Vault. i like vault but it's like how hyped up it is you know everyone's like it's like the best raid ever people are like last wish sucks vault the glass is so good and it's like what are you talking about no that hurts my soul so much so i don't know i just feel bad for like you know bungie employees like put their heart and soul to make the best raid experience ever perfect rounded last wish and then like some guy in their closet made volta glass, <laughs>
1: and
2: they were like, "It's the best one." I don't know; it just hurts me.
1: I don't Luke know. Smith will not be happy.
2: <laughs> I do. Well. I I guarantee. Like I would. I bet that both of you dinner. That if you ask Luke Smith, he would not like. If you say like, "What raid has your best gameplay or your favorite gameplay?" He would not say volta glass. There's no way. I do, I truly don't believe Luke Smith would answer that. I don't think Brendan Thorne would answer That's that. Like King Yeah, King. Almost certainly King Small. But to be yeah. fair, I have a problem with Oryx as well. I think Oryx is an awful encounter. The rest of the raid's all right. Um, but I'm literally look.
1: tweeting out to Luke Smith. He's probably not going to answer to me. He might. I'm just ask him him. But I will ask right now yeah. on Twitter. Actually, Brennan
2: Thorne, Thorne follows me. Maybe I... May, can I send him a DM? Well, he doesn't work at Bungie anymore. That's kind of weird. Oh, no. I'll think it over. And um, I, I'm at like... Well, I so I one of my videos I did with uh, Rick Kakis was ranking all the the video or all the raids, and he said that he, he he's on the same page as you guys. He's like Vault the Glass is the best raid, and it's like why? And all he he's like the loot, the loot. It's like I don't care about the loot. Like I care about the raid, the substance of the raid. And it's just I feel like Vault the Glass doesn't have it, a lot of substance.
0: It's more for me. Yeah, you're, no, you're, no, please, you know, please. Yeah. I monologued
2: for like an hour. Please tell me.
0: Yes, I'm speaking like nostalgia yeah, here and everything you know because it was their first raid you know it was our first experience rating before mm-hmm. and everything you know I'm, you know i'm speaking on the d1 behalf right now you know with it coming into d2 and i do like the changes that they've done to it but i i guess what it is is it takes place on my favorite um my favorite planet my favorite location which is venus um venus is my favorite location in all, on all of destiny like, I wish we had gotten Venus back with Vogue as well. Because um, I just, it's the music, too. The music is very, I, I love the music that is in the raid. Like, is it kind of just like, yes, speaking of nostalgia completely, but I just love that vanilla Destiny Vogue feeling, like the Vex music and everything. When you're in the encounter with the Templar, when you're fighting Atheon and you get him down to a certain uh, spot in his health and then that really cool music kicks in and everything you know, like and music is a big aspect for me because it helps set the stage you know and it just like it, it gives me fond memories yeah, sure. and yes total nostalgia and yes the loot the loot the loot is amazing it was amazing in d1 it i don't know if it's as, as amazing in d2 as it was in d1 you know because the role the, the roles that you got in the guns in D1 were already they were already great. Yeah. Like the Fate Bringer with Firefly, Outlaw, and Explosive like rounds, you know, and ARK. Like, could you ask for a better hand cannon? Right. <laughs> like for PVE. You know. So I mean, yeah, they kind of like they basically blew their load in the beginning with that loot <laughs> being as good as it was um so it kind of like set some other raids up for the loot not to be as special yeah. and everything so we fell in love with the guns we fell in love with the idea of you know just the raid itself it was our first raid fell in love with the music the atmosphere the 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 vex are my favorite enemies um so that's what it is for Fair me enough. like it was the those those all those things combined make it my favorite raid now, Wrath of the Machine is like 1A. Like whereas Vogue is one, Wrath is one A. Yeah. Like, cause I love Wrath of uh, Wrath, is-
2: Wrath is easily in my top three as well. I, I like it's like last wish. And then I, I kind of go back and forth on what my second spot is, but uh Wrath is definitely like right up there for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think for me, my probably top four would be Last Wish, Vault of Glass, Wrath of the Machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe to Zend, because I really did enjoy to Zend a lot. But I think for me, what makes Vault of Glass so special and so awesome above all of the other raids, it may not be the breadth of the raid. Like, I think there are other raids in the game that have a lot more depth to them. Last Wish, I think, was a masterpiece. What I really enjoyed about the Vault of Glass, one, the enemy races that we were fighting, being on on venus seeing all the vex structures i also think that uh, the encounters were fun you know they were they didn't feel like they were overly um i don't want to say overly difficult but i don't feel like they overly extended their welcome where it's like if i'm playing last wish i need at least an hour and a half two hours to play that raid vault of glass probably get it done in like an hour hour and a half right it doesn't take as long so I do enjoy that aspect I think the music was amazing I think the weapons were iconic the weapons made everything more fun and special and I think in Last Wish I didn't feel that like I got the Midnight Coop I I liked it but like there wasn't Midnight Leviathan really was any... oh wait that was life never mind um
2: there were wa- there weren't really any many <laughs>
1: I don't remember uh, there, there was nation any of the beast
0: yeah I think is, uh, nation of the
1: beast is the one I'm thinking about yeah, yeah. there
0: wasn't any memorable loot oh, like 1K? the most memorable piece of loot b- besides 1k yeah. the mo- the legendary that was most memorable to me was the supremacy, supremacy yeah. was the the sniper that i got yeah.
2: no I'm, that's that is fair i mean so yeah i i can uh, one of my favorite raids uh, spire has like the worst loot of all time right but it's oh my God. it's about like it's just the oh, dude. the I just love buttery smooth mechanics that just flow into each other,
0: you know. You know that raid has my the highest average completion like time of two hours and forty nine minutes, <laughs> and I only have two clears because it's just the mechanics in that raid are. Nuts. Yeah, I think it, like I think it's you the get,
2: you know the different different things for different people type of thing. Like I like I mean like I truly like I want. I, I was saying this the other day. Someone asked like, what do you want in the future of destiny? It's like, I want a raid that's just, that is just unbelievably difficult. Like, honestly, like the more, as long as mechanics don't feel tedious, um, which I'm trying to think of like, the only encounters that feel tedious to me are like the ones that can't be shortened. So like Oryx, you have to go four rotations. Gauntlet, you have to go three rotations. Um, the first encounter of Crown of Sorrow, you have to go four rotations. Like, I call that the Oryx effect, where it's like you you cannot, no matter how skilled your team is, the encounter takes this long. I cannot stand that. That is my least yeah. favorite thing on this planet. Um, and so, like, when you have like really in depth, like Rivens or uh, Galrons from Crown of Sorrow, like, these super intricate, like, oh, everyone's got like two or three different jobs to do, it all just folds together. I know that's not everyone's cup of tea. I know I play with a very certain type of player, um, and, and you know, like maybe LFGs don't really have the same commitment, or they they don't have, not. That's the wrong way to play. That makes me sound like super elitist. That's not what I meant. But like, you know, if you if you're playing with people maybe that don't play as much, or that you don't play as much with, like maybe you don't mesh as well, and you don't know like everyone's strengths and weaknesses and stuff. Um, I get it, but for uh, those things force people to do stuff. But like for like even Destiny Two Oracles. Our strategy is I sit in the, in that one cubby on the right side where you can see all seven oracles. Everyone clears ads and I just shoot all the oracles. Like that's not really fun to me, uh, but that's what we do because that's the most efficient way to do it. Um, and it's like, uh, same, conflexes yeah. con is like you literally just kill things. That's, that is it. That's like there's no mechanics. And I, I just like, that yeah. just drives me insane. Like I would, I would so much rather do like an, like A-tracks Per, like, well oh, pretty much a perfect encounter, right? Like, you're always moving. Uh, people are rotating positions and jobs. There's a lot of min-maxing you can do. It can be a long encounter, but if you're a skilled team, you can one-phase A-tracks. Like, these are the things I find absolutely so beautiful about raids, and that's what I look for. Like, if I just want to kill things, I'm going to go just run a grandmaster. Um Or if I want, like, light mechanics, that's what, like, menagerie or overrides for. But, like, when I do a raid, I, I want to feel it. You know, for me personally, different, different, yeah. different strokes for different folks, type of thing. But that's uh, that's how, that's, that's my raid mentality.
0: Yeah, that's why I th- where I think difficulty spectrum would come, absolutely, you know, in, into play. That you know, you have like three different versions. Like you know, you have a you have a normal one, you have a master, and you have like a grandmaster one. Whereas the grandmaster is the toughest of the tough. The enemies are the toughest. You, they're the most mechanics you know like you know you have to basically like not mess up at all yeah (laughs) you know you you have to have the best build you know to be able to withstand damage and everything uh i think that makes uh for that that will make some people that will give people challenge that will give people challenge who look to do like, you know, low man's activities and things like that. You know, like I think it would give more substance. You know, it, it you you'd feel more accomplished too for the people who who crave that challenge. Right. You know? Um so yeah, and and that's and that's what I believe in that philosophy in all areas of the game. Like, uh, you know, I just because I feel like they had we had that more in D one you know we had like it wasn't just like was it like you had you know heroic strikes and then you had the nightfalls yeah. and then you had like the same thing with the story missions and you know the raids you know you had normal and you had hard and and then challenge mode and everything too with the hard versions yeah and
2: that was but i really yeah. liked how they added additional mechanics there um i just feel like they, yeah. they stepped away from that when they were uh they did it for leviathan there were extra mechanics. Um, but then for, uh, Spire and Eater, it was just harder. Like they didn't actually add any mechanics. If I remember correctly, kind of lame in my opinion. Um, and then th- those were the last hard modes we had, I believe. And it's like, I would, I would really like to return to the, the OG heroics where it's like the encounters themselves are harder and the combat is harder. I think that'd be cool.
0: What do you feel about the res token? Uh... Like, do you, do you?
2: it's uh think about how it's, it's i don't know i i'm hitting or miss we were talking about this the other day too my raid team think about how brutal it'd be if uh um, master mode came out for raids and it's like it was the og where it's like someone died you can't res them at all for for the encounter
0: That would create a good challenge yeah, it though. would be a yeah, lot harder be-
2: and i raid with a, a lot of people that do stupid things and it would uh it yeah. would. I there would be a lot of yelling. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I I want them to play around with stuff like that for sure. I, I like I don't mind the token system. I the part I do mind about the token system is like uh it's incredibly frustrating like if someone DCs and then they um this almost happened to us on D1, they spawn outside of the map and it's like there's the timer that kills you in 2 minutes. Um and it's like, "Oh, finish the encounter as quick as possible." I hate that. I don't mind having a limited number of revives, but like force wiping the team uh, gets incredibly frustrating. Um, so I, I definitely don't like that. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So basically, like a combination of both,
2: maybe. Yeah. 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 I don't like. Well, I I trust Bungie. I want to see what they do. Um. Yeah. I have I have my personal thing, but bungie's got to cater to a lot more people than me so i at the end of the day i'm I'm just like i'll eat this that's the hardest yeah. thing
0: yeah that they have to make destiny for all players you know the hardcore the casual the in-between you know yeah so. yeah yeah and it's hard to please
1: everybody in the game you know bungie has a very difficult difficult decisions they have to make because they have to cater to a wide audience right there's a lot of people who play the game so maybe some of the decisions that they make may not make sense to us because we are in a certain subsection of players but yeah ultimately it's a game that has millions and millions of players so it can't be easy to please the masses
2: right yeah no i i do not envy that at all
1: yeah so, guardians, we have one more thing to talk about tonight. We have the Bungie Weekly Update, or this week at Bungie, as we call it now. And Shadow Price, do you want to kick things off? What did we learn
0: this week from Bungie? Uh this week at Bungie looks like that we have the uh fashion show going on. Um, for people who are enjoying dressing up their guardians, and you can get uh sweet emblem i believe for uh doing it have any of you guys dressed up your guardians
2: uh yeah i did i've got a an all right one i guess it's never been my favorite thing in the world but I, i i threw a submission out there i don't expect anything though
1: that's cool i put a submission out but i'm not very fashionable so i'm not expecting much um i did i did make a submission but um I think some of the fashion art that I've seen from other guardians, I think looks way better than what I submitted. So I will concede my loss today.
0: Well, you have till June 13th and then uh, to get your submission. So, like, can and, I resubmit sure if I you're... think
1: my first submission wasn't quite?
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, I have, yeah, yeah. I have friends okay. that like farm this shit, like 30
2: submissions.
1: Well, there you well, go. As long as we don't get disqualified, I might have to play dress up later in yeah, destiny no,
2: no rules with that uh, dmg yeah. might mute you but
0: <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you uh go to make your post on twitter or instagram with hashtag Splasher fashion show to enter your submission and again you have to june 13th and then bungie will pick their favorites so looks like we have uh the raid challenges are about to drop upon us um we're gonna get that next week in for vault of glass and uh if you decided to take the day one plunge or watch the action online you'll be familiar with how to complete these challenges but proper execution is still the key we didn't get to that part (laughs) when we uh did our day one unfortunately it was a, a, a lot of pain so we're not completely sure <laughs> what these challenges they are very are fun i won't
2: spoil them they're very good challenges though
0: oh good Yep. it's good to hear well we look forward to it um might have to look up a video or two. Oh, i, <laughs> so I can't spoil them we'll i
2: mean if you want
0: <laughs> i didn't um well uh it's spoiler
1: free just okay you know, that's my in interest that's fine. of the yeah. community because you know i mean i'm sure there are gamers out there who listen to the podcast who probably wouldn't want it spoiled so we'll
0: we'll that's keep fine. it spoiler free this time looks like each encounter will have each encounter that has challenge mode active for the week will reward an additional chest if you're successful so there's uh there's that for everybody for who wants to go for that extra loot uh, Bungie has, uh, we have a little spotlight on the women at Bungie, uh, this week they introduced, uh, recently, uh, launched inclusion club, clubs, women at Bungie, the members at women at Bungie come from all across the studio and rally around their shared mission to provide a safe, empowering space to share our common experiences as women, a place to build a network and give and receive practical emotional support. It can also be a force for education and change within the company by supporting diversity and inclusion, and in efforts to improve the experience of women as part of the larger company efforts. Uh, so there's a full write-up on women at Bungie, on right on the uh, this week at Bungie, and make sure to go grab your International Women's Day pin, which is still available at the Bungie store. So that's a great cause. Um, looks like GCX will be incoming uh the gaming community expo which is kicking off next week on virtual space space station you can visit from june 17th to june 20th check out the gcx website for the full details and they've hidden seven dead ghosts in various places around the space station and it's your job to do what you can and uh to go best and find them and make a youtube video showing where they all are collect them and you'll receive a special emblem and as tradition, there will be a charity marathon running alongside the event, raising money 24-7 for St. Jude's Children's Hospital from June 13th until the event ends on June 20th. So tune into GCX channel to see some of your favorite content creators doing wacky and amazing stuff to raise money for the kids. Bungie will even be donating seven Eris Morn statues signed by the voice of Eris Morn, Morla Gorondona. For every donation of exactly seven dollars you will have a chance to receive one of these awesome collectibles when they ship from the Bungie store this fall. So that's uh, really cool. And if you have a chance to uh, look at that statue, it's a very good likeness of Eris Morn. Yeah, that's a really great cause
1: to support. And uh, it's really great to see Bungie continue to support such great efforts like St. Jude's and there's this other program for kids to provide uh, technology and laptops for kids in the hospitals like Bungie is always crushing it when it comes to efforts like this. And it's always really great to support such amazing, amazing causes in video games.
0: Yes, yes, it's, uh, it is a very amazing uh, effort that everybody in the Destiny community. they're able to partake in it yeah and and there's a and there's some really cool
1: emblems that you can get one is if you make a 25 five dollar donation and then there's uh, another emblem that you can actually win from finding some lost dead ghosts in uh, gcx uh virtual i'm not sure how exactly that will work but they have some virtual app that you can uh, download and access the virtual event are either of you planning on attending gcx virtual this year
2: yeah yeah i've got a a guy uh creator passes to. It. I was lucky enough to and um yeah it's really cool. It's like a think about like a like almost like a second life type of deal like you actually have like an avatar that you make and you can walk around in the space station quote unquote visit different booths different creators and stuff really cool um it it looks fantastic. they must have gotten some incredibly talented designers to to do this stuff. It looks very good
0: so yeah yeah it's pretty cool
1: now are tickets still available for this because i don't i haven't bought any tickets for the virtual event i wasn't really sure what it was going to be to be honest with you so it was like eh.
2: yeah and i think don't quote me on this uh do you know make sure you do your research but i'm fairly certain if you buy tickets to this it counts as tickets for next year or what it was is if you had it might have been if you had tickets to the last one in 2020 that i canceled you got tickets to both this year's and next year's um for free for for that for like your old ones in, in exchange for that um so there's definitely there's some sort of deal with that uh which is pretty cool yeah
0: nice nice uh there's uh so we have some riffs uh pants and news uh so good news for everyone who likes riffs and pants The boots of the assembler will be returning to their release functionality with a little bit as extra, with a little bit extra as well on release. There was an issue with the exotic that would cause crashes due to a large number of rifts and noble seekers being created. As a a stopgap measure, the perk was changed to prevent those crashes without disabling the exotic, while an engineering fix could be developed to address the crashing problem. Now that the work is done to prevent the crashes in the first place, they can now Return to their former Rift-tastic glory in the next update. Oh, and now empowering Noble Seekers will properly proc Benevolent Dawn for Attunement of Grace Warlocks. So, that's pretty cool that that was able to, uh, that problem was able to get rectified, because crashing, your game crashing over a pair of pants, that's, uh, that's not cool. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really happy so. to
2: have Rift back. <laughs> Rift. <laughs> um, Funny. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of bummed because they nerfed all three of those. Well, they nerfed the Star Eaters. They nerfed the... the what are these pants called? They nerfed those um, real fast. And then the Titan Boots, the new ones. God dang, I should know the names. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad at that uh i don't, don't know, know the names either. Uh, okay so you yeah, <laughs> have the path of the burning steps for the titan this the anti-stasis yeah. ones they didn't really get a nerf but because stasis was, nerf, was nerfed they became less useful because no one's using stasis anymore and then the path the boots of the assembler the warlock ones were previously nerfed so it was all three of the boots were essentially worthless uh so at least these ones are good again so that's good so one out of the three exotics from this season uh actually usable yeah oh yeah
0: yeah <laughs> uh so there are some known issues from player support um and here's some of the findings uh killing the Press of mind too quickly in the expunge mission uh tartarus activity blocks activity completion uh the glory rank system isn't working as intended player ghosts get placed at the beginning of the drill area and inverted spire strike if they die anywhere in the area before the boss room There is no dialogue audio for the inverted spire strike. Uh, Players can't hear the oracle sound if they are performing a finisher in the Vault of Glass raid. That could be an issue. We are continuing to investigate PC performance issues. (laughs) And uh, they're also continuing to investigate Beagle errors appearing for PlayStation 5 players. And while they investigate playing the PS4 version or moving your Destiny 2 installation to an external SSD And back to the PS5 may temporarily alleviate this error. So, and for a full list of the uh, emergent issues, uh, you can uh, review the known issues article on the This Week at Bungie. And we have our movies of the week. Um, They're always entertaining. So congratulations to the winners. Looks like one of them is a a quick swapping kill on... Was that the Templar? Yeah, so that's... so oh, that's almost like what you did, so right? So this you, is a, I mean... a
2: little different. So that was um, this is actually kind of poking fun at Bungie. I didn't think that this one had any chance of winning. Uh, so this guy, uh, real, real hands eighty six, I think. Uh, his Twitter is really cool. Um, he was actually born without hands, and so Bungie came out and said, "We're on the uh, firing range podcast." They were like, "We're going to remove." We're, we're looking at this because it's not it's quote unquote not accessible to everyone and kind of making fun of that this guy that was born without hands showed a video of him hot swapping on a controller so kind of saying like what do you mean it's not accessible to everyone if i can do it anyone can do it type of thing and wow. i thought i was like there's no, i even put out a tweet i was like there's no way in hell this will get movie of the week but it deserves it um just because there's. That's it amazing. was poking fun at at bungee but uh, i highly encourage uh, everyone to watch it very cool very inspiring um and also shows that hot swapping really isn't that big of a problem Or well not for the reasons they said so um cool stuff very very awesome stuff
1: yeah that was a really really it's- inspiring video i mean man watching this guy like literally do the raid without any hands like it's it's amazing i i can't play that well with two hands let alone without any hands like that's that's very inspiring and that really shows how incredible this community is um and how much talent there is and how how much perseverance there is in this community so that's it's amazing and i think it was well-deserved movie of the week and uh really inspiring individual
0: yeah yeah, we got some cool artists, uh, some cool artwork from the artist in Destiny community. Uh, looks like uh, Touch of Malice made a, an appearance in this uh, submission. It looks really dope, actually. I really like that one. Um, and then the uh, looks like an expunged uh, mission, the boss. I don't think I've played the expunged mission this week. Very so. good. It's the best one. I don't, yeah. Really? OK.
2: Oh, that's not that. That's Wait. not the expunged boss. That, that's that's that's. Uh, curia you can see him in the first mission it's curia yeah,
0: yeah right? you can see you can uh. see
2: them uh at the end of the very first mission not mission but like the intro mission to the season They're at the very end i think that's what this is supposed to be pretty cool oh, yeah de- that nice. is definitely
0: not the boss for this week
2: this week's, week's expunge is incredible but it's not that
0: <laughs> okay well we'll have to play that then um there's also some Vex wave beats for you to vibe to vibe to. I do like my Vex music, so I might have to give that a listen. I do like synths too. So that's like the best of both worlds. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's uh, that's your twab, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you know, we do have a tradition
1: on the show. We rate the weekly update in the form of spicy tuna rolls. But I think we're going to do something a little different today because we have Scarrow nine amazing amazing guest on the show i mean we had an absolute blast so we're gonna rate this week's spongy weekly update in the form of donut burgers yep i said it we're doing it one out of five donut burgers one being not so good you want to get better burgers maybe you didn't get crispy cream or some good donuts or five being the best donuts and the best donut burgers you can have what would you rate this week's bungee weekly update? It's
2: it's average. Uh GCX is cool and the the one at bungee thing is is really cool. So uh I'm gonna give it a three and a half out of five donut burgers, I think. Is that good? Is this am I too mean? I don't know what the scale is. <laughs> this is not a unit I'm familiar right. with.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, I think that's uh generous actually. <laughs> I think that's respectful <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go one lower. I'm going to go three, um, just because there's some complimentary things in this TWAB. Like it's cool. Like the, you know, the women at Bungie, you know, good cause GCX and St. Jude's uh, amazing cause, you know, and, uh, also the submissions for the movie of the week and the art artwork is great, but it's just kind of, you know, there's nothing there's nothing for there's nothing for me to chew on else you know there's not like there's nothing exciting we're not seeing it wasn't like that twab where we saw like uh, they showed a screenshot from something from the witch queen or anything like that you know it's it, it i feel like we didn't get enough here but they don't all have to be winners you know it's nice that we get them every week so i would just say yeah it's a three for me three donut burgers out of five
2: Hey, it's a lot of good donut
0: burgers it's that's that's
1: some good donut burgers and uh i would give the Spongy weekly update probably a four because i think it didn't have anything too crazy to show we're not we're not in that time where like anything major is really starting to happen in the game like we did learn about Bungie's
0: not gonna be at e3 They weren't
1: going to be at E3. We didn't really get any information about, you know, what those adept weapons were going to look like in the raid. And I kind of would wish that we maybe would get that a little bit. So I would probably say four out of five spicy tuna rolls for that. Um, I really love the fact that the Women at Bungie initiative is something that uh, Bungie is, is working towards. I love that they support the children with all of the different causes. That's really great. So I think it was a decent update. It wasn't bad. I'm going to say four out of five spicy tuna rolls.
0: Nice. Wait, not donut burgers? Uh, oh, I'm I donut donut burgers. I donut burgers. I'm sorry.
1: You know, but yes, donut burgers. Uh, yes. So four out of five donut burgers from Cornholio on the Destiny Show. So wow, Guardians! It has been an incredible, incredible evening, and thank you all so so much for joining us live. Thank you scaro nine for being our guest. You are just an incredible human being. Thank you so so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing so many amazing destiny stories and sharing your insights on all things destiny Two. We really appreciate you being on with us before we let you go. Where can the guardians learn more about you and what you do?
2: Yeah, uh, first off, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. I love conversations, especially with people that, uh, you know, push back on my Vault of Glass opinions. I appreciate that a little bit, so thank <laughs> you. Um, primary platform is scarrow9, s k a S-K-A-R-R-O-9, R-O-W-9, just misspelled my own name, uh, on YouTube, and also at scarrow 9 on Twitter. Those are pretty much my only two platforms. Um, stream, uh, we stream a lot, low-man challenges, completionist things, maximum triumph, score, grind uh videos usually ranging from how to do that stuff to opinions of bad parts of the game to uh shorts and stuff like that just fun stuff so that's where you can find me
1: very cool very cool and shadow
0: price where can we learn more about you and what you do you can follow me on twitter at shadow price 79 and also here on the destiny show podcast every thursday night thank you very much And you can find the Destiny Show
1: podcast on every major platform. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on Amazon, a podcast. We are everywhere that you listen to podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at the Destiny Show. You can find us on Instagram at Destiny Show podcast. And you can find me personally on Twitter at OMG Cornholio and right here on the Destiny Show podcast. Guardians, we are just getting started. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight on The Destiny Show. We will be back next week with another amazing, amazing guest on the show. Make sure to tune in next week, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, right here on twitch.tv slash Show, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Guardians, thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Good night, guardians.
0: Bye bye. Yep.